You know what's really funny? Uh, I had just finished uh, getting everything done, and uh, you guys should be able to hear us all now. Ha ha. Mm-hmm. It's really funny that uh, always exposed like that. But uh, I don't think I said anything incriminating. Ha ha. Yeah, besides <laughs> your uh, social security number. Oh, yeah, I do. Uh, yeah. Every, uh... Oh, I'm not we're, wearing we're... glasses either, so I am really uh, yeah. out there right now. Yeah. You guys it, have it, it all. You didn't tell them where we're hiding the bodies, right? The bodies of information for episode 60 of Echo Screen. Thank you for joining us, everyone. My name is Blaze, as it says right down <laughs> below. That's Aaron right over there. I can do my directions correctly. And uh, Rob, right here. Hi there. Uh, would you like your uh, fortune read today? I don't I don't understand the reference. <laughs> Uh, okay, so, so other than uh, um, having my mic muted or not muted or whatever, I'm really good at this whole Twitch thing. So uh, there's that. A friend, a friend mm-hmm. will bring you a big surprise. <laughs> oh, that's so scary. I'm not lying. That's what it says. <laughs> I liked how you um, presented it to the camera and the quality just got way worse so that no one could have a chance of reading it <laughs> mm-hmm. um, Wait, hang on i will let's see oh is, god it's so overblown this is another uh scorcher of an episode as it is a scorcher outside uh, summer's really hitting hard uh out there it's like over 90 degrees i'm really feeling it um yeah episode 60 wow did we ever think we'd get this far guys no i mean <laughs> i'm surprised <laughs> We even started a show. Yeah. To begin with. Yeah, I know. I agree. Yeah. I mean, uh I'm I'm we're all grateful for everyone who's listening and yes. like um and this has been it's been a ride and hopefully we can keep doing this and make this like kind of a big thing. And so your support really helps with that. Thank you for saying uh what I fail to express what the thoughts in my head every week. Thank you, uh, everyone. Uh, well, no, it's, it's just like there's a lot every time every week we always like kind of yeah. we just appreciate everything and it's just it's hard for us to communicate that every week so for sure it's, it's good i agree it's good uh hey yeah you guys can do that i go to bed <laughs> at five in the morning every day so five in the morning i wish uh <laughs> hey if anyone sees in chat that it says welcome to the chat uh i apologize that's my uh isp doing a, a nice bug for uh, twitch haha but anyway, um, yeah, so last week happened. We put out a podcast right before, the day before, uh, well, we streamed a podcast right before they had the state of play last week that was 20 minutes-ish, and it was mostly about uh, Deathloop, more of that <laughs> game. They just were like, hey, did you know that this is Dishonored? <laughs> Because it really is just yeah. dishonored. Is it the same company? It's Arcane. It? It's the same studio. Yeah, <laughs> okay. they they were just like, hey, we're gonna use all the technology we made for Dishonored Two that no one bought, um, and the game wasn't finished. And you know how in that game, uh, if you guys know anything about Dishonored, anyone in general, the premise is you can either like stealth through it, kill no one, kind of like Hitman, I guess, except for you like got your target, or you can just go and kill everyone. And um, they basically were just like, well, we have a lot of powers that we invested a lot of time and development into to uh, to kill people. But I guess people don't want to do that. 
in Dishonored because we told them not to, or we gave them like an option or achievements or whatever to not do that. Yeah, I mean, they gave us so many options to kill people, yeah. like from swarms of rats to like teleporting kills, and so it's like you're you're wasting your time with the game if you don't. So it's like a lot of people don't like to do that if they're given the option. It's it's a higher challenge to, like too yeah. to not do it, and so that's like a, yeah. an appealing thing. That's how I played the first game. Yeah, I didn't kill anybody. You did. So. Yeah, yeah. Did you do you feel like you had a good <clears throat> amount of time? With, do you had a good time with the game with that? Yeah, I liked it a lot. Okay. Um, I think I don't know about two, but I know one was like uh, I liked the story a lot. No, uh, okay. So that was like enough to supplement the gameplay, and I did like the challenge because I played it on like a harder difficulty as well. So that was you fun to figure it out. But yeah, all the powers and stuff I didn't necessarily use a whole lot of. Okay. Was there like non-lethal ways of using the powers, or was it? Yeah, like... I think for some of them. Uh, okay. I'm trying to remember, I played that game a long time ago when it first came out. Yeah, it was a while. It's been a while. Uh, yeah, so they basically were like, "Hey, we have all this stuff. No one bought Dishonor Two, or not enough people bought Dishonor Two. So now let's uh, here's here's this game. All the powers apparently. Well, it's it's showcasing." a lot of the powers or similar things that you can do like yeah. for Deathloop. So it's a game with that stuff. If you like Dishonored at all, you might like Deathloop, guys. That's what I'm uh, gathering from all this footage that they keep continuing to show. Please buy their game. They're uh, really uh, suffering with that whole $7 billion from Microsoft. Haha. Uh, no, yeah, that studio needs to uh, do the money thing for... Uh, for them to continue to exist that's how uh businesses work thanks anyway yeah uh there's a few things but mostly nothing new i don't think there was anything new they showed new gameplay of stuff but nothing new was announced i don't know it was so oh moss 2 if you're into moss which is a vr only game so mostly is that no the one with the it. rat yes yes okay. it is I watched somebody play the first one for a little bit, and it looked fun. Yeah, That's it was. It. it's like the premiere. Um, everyone who has PlayStation VR or whatever talks about Moss specifically as like, this is what the experience is for. So it makes mm-hmm. sense that they would get a second one, but also who has a PlayStation VR? Like, costs as much as a system. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, and they're making it. There's another one in development, like the PlayStation VR 2. They haven't talked about it yet, but we know it's coming, so it's like cool or whatever. But yeah, you might as well invest in like PC VR. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you can, get I guess a... you can use your PlayStation VR for a computer, can't you? I don't know. I don't think so. I think it's proprietary. Like, I fuck that shit. Though. I yeah. I that's, yeah. That's I literally fuck that. What's up. the point? I yeah, know. that that's very, very like not. Uh, I'm trying to think of the right word not far sighted it's near sighted very near sighted. i think it's uh it's the same way i mean i'm you have to like use all these like backward programs that people make for playstation like controller support on pcs so it's not like mm-hmm. it, it for a while anyway that was the case it's uh yeah not super one-to-one they don't they make it for the console but i mean that's a controller yeah. like you kind of need the controller to play the console you don't need the psvr yeah, do to not. experience vr nope. and that's why you could just go get a different one yeah um i mean don't you want and like it kind of 
Yeah. I mean, it removes, like, any, like, oh, if I do get a PlayStation VR, then I can use it for this other thing. But no, it's just like, no, you can only use it for, like, this thing that has a very specific number of games. Yeah. It's uh, tough. It's real tough. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's that. Uh, that happened. There's a full was... There's a full list, very short list, uh, if you want to know more about that state of play. But it was so inconsequential in my brain that I just voided it out, actually. Was the greatest game uh, the Smash Killer announced at that event? No. Uh, that okay. was like, okay, so that is what we're talking about next. And I know next to nothing because I went on the internet today and uh, that's the for one of the first things I saw talked about was Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl. And uh, if that means anything to anyone, I know that All-Star uh, and a fighting game just makes me think of PlayStation All-Stars. <laughs> and then a Nickelodeon yeah, fighting game makes me think of like it's not even Nickelodeon. It's just like specifically Fusion Fall, which is like Cartoon yeah. Network's Fusion Fall anime thing, whatever. Yeah, but, which the, yeah. this whole thing reminds me of, and I'm wondering if you guys had it. It was like for the GameCube. It was like Nickelodeon Party Smash. No. And it was like, Maybe. It was basically, it was like um, Mario Party, basically. Yeah. Yeah, I, t- I tend to not buy Mario Party games or I like mean, that games. Just it, not my thing. Nickelodeon Games has been making like kind of knockoff games yeah. of other popular yeah. series for like a long time now. I think most recently they've been like making good ones now. Like I think uh the Mario Kart ripoffs that they made are not as bad as they used to yeah. be at least. Um I think good. I mean other than the whole meme of like Nickelodeon making a Smash game, uh beside that it's like also they have like rolled back netcode. Right, which is the same thing that Guilty Gear uses. Um, so this game theoretically plays better than Smash ever can online. Yeah, I was seeing I, when I was like researching some articles, like I just glanced by a headline that it will have better uh, mm-hmm. code than Smash, which is yeah. I mean, I bet Smash plays awesome in Japan. You know, we had that discussion off air yeah. uh, one time, but uh, yeah, zero problems in Japan, guys. What's what's wrong, America? Why don't you guys? Why doesn't it just work for you? Um, yeah, I don't know. But yeah. I think the the crazy thing is like I I watched the trailer and I thought it was going to be a lot of just like the mainstays of like Nickelodeon, like it was going to be stuff that um, are like hot right now. And as you go through it, they have. Powdered Toast Man from Red and Stimpy. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. Yeah, yeah. Which I I'm on like a different wavelength when it comes to um, Nickelodeon. Not to like, we'll go into the full list of yeah. apparent characters um, that have been announced yeah. or whatever. But they Nickelodeon has like really always been about their legacy of characters. It's kind of yeah. weird. They don't like mm-hmm. usually promote it, but like in all their other stuff, they like are really out there with it. Like. Uh, I don't know if you know about the Nick Hotel, but it had like everything in like very yeah. front and center with it. So anyway, continue, Rob. We're gonna go through this hilarious oh. list of uh, characters. Okay, uh, I can read it down. Uh, first one, Michelangelo from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Never heard and, of him. Yeah, you know it's it's a niche property. Um, skipping a few, uh, it they have Leonardo confirmed too, but not the other two. They'll be so, paid DLC. They're going to be paid DLC yep. or they said yeah, you gotta that the, get the fighters pass. 
they say that the uh, roster is going to be more revealed as the game is more um, promoted. So I'm guessing we're going to get all the turtles in one go unless they're corrupt and they're going to do something like that. Um, so Lincoln Loud from the Loud House. Have no you guys watched what, that? No idea what that is. Yeah, I've seen a few episodes. Okay. It's, it's a, a newer, newer show. show. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. he's the main character, and then I think Big one show? of his sisters is in there. Yeah, it was all right. Uh, I it's really popular. Um, okay. And I think a lot of kids like it a lot. Uh, I I don't know. I've only seen a few episodes. Okay. Yeah, Lucy Loud is also confirmed. Um, Power Toast Man, as we discussed, Sandy Cheeks from SpongeBob SquarePants, Patrick Star, and SpongeBob himself are going to be in there. Whoa! Um, Three SpongeBob reps. That's kind of a lot, you know, guys. I. Save uh, <laughs> save something for another franchise. Come on. I, I think SpongeBob's the Mario of this game. I feel like this is like where I think SpongeBob's the Mario of Nickelodeon. Uh, yeah, yeah, I would say. <laughs> Are um, they gonna get a uh, Teen Nick characters in there? I really want. Raven. <laughs> Can we get? <laughs> I, uh, I want. I want the entire cast of all that. You beat me to the Zoe one hundred and one. You beat me to the joke. I was gonna say that. Uh... <laughs> Dude, Dude Raven would that. be lit. She would have like I know, I know a character we will never get, and that's Drake from Drake and Josh. <laughs> yeah, especially now. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Did you see that one post on Twitter that was like, it was like an asterisk, like like sound of prison doors opening, and then it's like it just says, "Looks like I found the door hole," and then it's like oh, now revealing no. Drake. <laughs> oh, no. I was like, oh my god, that's so fucking funny. And it was just like a picture of him. Um I'm probably gonna mispronounce this because I forgot how you pronounce this character's name. Abelina from Ah Real Monsters. Yeah, okay. That mm. very knowledgeable yeah. character anyone not from the nineties slash early two thousands <laughs> will recognize. Yeah, that was another one where I was like, Oh wow, they're they're pulling out like it's Tito from Rocket Power in there. I hope so. Oh my I God. they better announce <laughs> Tito. They better announce hey, is, Tito. Is Timmy Turner not going to be in this thing? Like, what? I'm not, I'm looking I, at this list ahead and yeah. just. Nigel they had a uh, what? What is, the fuck was his name? I can't believe Jorgen von Smash or whatever the fuck his name was from uh, uh, Fairly Appearance. That'd be sick. Uh, oh yeah, what, what's the, his? What's the hat guy? Jorgen. What's his? Hat? Oh, Doug uh, Dimmodo. Yeah, that guy better yeah. be in this game. Doug and you Dimmodo can use his hat to, to like extend. Uh, and hit people from across the stage man yeah i mean the only reason i believe nigel thornberry is here is just for the meme yeah he is like, um he literally uh what, what's the they have like a chimpanzee that hangs out with them don't they yeah where's uh, um his name was like howard or something no idea. like it was and they have like a caveman kid yeah, yeah donnie uh, donnie yeah <laughs> he was voiced by flea of the red hot jelly peppers that's right wow Oh man, is internalized oh. information. I just have voided out of my brain. Okay, <laughs> let's let's rapid uh, fire this. Okay, rapid fire. Helga, Reptar, which got me amped, and then Zim, super amped. Danny Phantom, and I believe that's the S. The list. Okay. Danny Phantom looked fucking weird. I know. He, yeah, really he weird. looks weird in three dimensions. I know because these are these will be big like sellers like this is a pretty like stack list already for uh, nickelodeon like fans but uh there's a very noticeable like no avatar on here 
and yeah. yeah they've already i've already i've when i was doing the research for the thing i saw that one of the silhouettes on the box art or whatever the art they revealed is cora so i know that cora will be in it i know that ang's gonna be in it like they can't not like i think avatar is gonna be the fire emblem of uh of playstation all they'll all be sword uh, characters nickelodeon all-stars yeah they'll all be use all elements characters that's what it will be no i mean that one i could see people having more of an affinity for like more and more uh avatar characters as far as like no offense to fire emblems fans like more people are like oh okay cool yeah that anime guy that is from a game that never released like here oh cool that's that's great guys thanks for another one of those but no yeah uh, avatar is very uh beloved uh here in the states so i mean one thing i noticed about the trailer though that i thought was super weird was there were no voices at all there were no voices yeah yeah that sounds i thought that was weird i think i don't know i think that's something that they've done in the past to like i don't know avoid having to do the work or like having to do like weird copyright legislation whatever with uh any voice actors like they just don't get the voice actors and they don't do any voices and i'm pretty sure that's going to be the case for this game which will be really weird for the whole thing like the like it was just like punching sounds and like standard sound effects that they've used for every single game that are just like really basic shit well to draw back the to draw back the curtain of time i was gonna say to turn back the clock uh, to the golden age of video gaming when they released the first trailer for PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale. They had no voice. And they got everyone back. Anyway, so that's a great example. Well, I know they won't get there. everyone back because, again, uh, um, Drake Bell will not be in uh, voice <laughs> actor for this. So uh... He's not going to be able to voice Timmy Turner in the live-action Timmy Turner skin yep. that they'll put on they him. I can't wait for that. Anyway, that's it for that. When that game gets more content, maybe we'll talk about it again. Maybe we'll become professional players of that game. <laughs> I doubt that. Um, moving Listen, on. Listen, if you guys all want us to like stream us playing that when it comes out, like any vote... Like we'll purchase Rob a uh, gaming PC yeah. so he can play it. Um, and then listen, Rob will purchase us game? the game. Yeah, we'll purchase <laughs> yeah, him the, the setup so we can do a like we can film uh, putting Rob's uh, P- custom PC together, and it'll have some <laughs> horrible. Uh, I don't know what Rob likes. Uh, it'll have like a taco shell. That's what the uh, theme of the PC will be. I, I don't know. He really likes tacos. I don't. I really like tacos. Banana. What else do you like? Mm. Uh, dogs? Uh, like yeah, dogs we'll just a lot? throw all those in there. There'll be like <laughs> taco shells, banana peels inside of it. It'll make Perfect. it run faster. Right? Yeah. It'll have some fur patches on it because of the dog part, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll get you one of those uh, like anime statue uh, figures to go inside of it. Yeah. There you go. It would be Super Saiyan 4 Goku. Perfect. Uh, but... Perfect. Uh, you know what? That's great. Uh, that works and he has fur so it, it like works with the exactly fur, you know anyway oh, i was actually I going think to i just froze that. uh for a second on screen and it was awesome so there's that nice. uh anyway let's move on what were you gonna say rob oh i was just gonna ask you what do you think is the good price for a gaming desk three hundred thousand dollars okay desk it's a, it's a good price uh, it, it, 
I went to Big Lots today, yeah, and there was like one. <laughs> it was under two hundred dollars. Yeah, that's fine. And I don't know. What are you gonna do? Are you gonna? What game? is a? What I is a does. gaming desk? Yeah, is it like? Is it like? I think it's just better for you to play games on. Is it like a race car bed, but for desks? <laughs> uh, just get a no. regular desk. I don't know. It was like it was like a gaming PC desk. Do you have like, a gaming I, PC, Rob? No, I don't. Was it like RGB? Did it have like racing stripes on it? I think it did. Did it have a? Uh, yeah, that just is to mark up the price. Okay. Uh, Aaron is okay. Aaron's a known fan of RGB things in uh, where they RGB lights where they're not supposed to be. That's like Aaron's like shtick. Its whole bit is to have lights where they're not supposed to be so um he's saying that so that you don't buy it so that when he gets the chance he's gonna buy it quick he's gonna come down to my specific big lots yeah. and take it yeah there we go. my computer has one light on it and that's the power button <laughs> and that's and one light away. too many <laughs> yeah i'd prefer if it didn't have any yeah yeah anyway. i was i Anyway, the whole reason was I'm I'm currently stationed on a dinner table over here. Like currently and... stationed on planet Mars. Okay. <laughs> I'm currently Elon stationed Musk. on planet Mars. Um I'm here with I the wanna know company. um specifically why you're wearing a jean jacket in your house. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. I, I wish I could give you an answer. I wish I could take it off. Okay. But I can't. Yes, that is true. You cannot take it off. Um it would uh it would change the continuity from the thumbnails. I don't like that at all. Anyway, tell me everything you know about Deadpool and Korg showing up in a uh movie reaction video a trailer reaction video for uh real real guy? Free guy. Free guy. Real guy? Yeah. Free guy. Yeah. It's a. It was a very cute little video they did. Um, they did uh, Taika Waititi and Brian Reynolds reprising their roles. Um, the thing that I, aside from it being like technically the first crossover between Deadpool and a character from the MCU, mm-hmm. I really appreciated that. Uh, and this is like kind of going into his own kind of like fourth wall breakingness, but. I appreciate it. He actually said a huge issue I had with, uh, uh, did you watch it at all? Yeah. Okay. I, I loved the, uh, fridging joke mm-hmm. that they put in there because it was everything I hated about, uh, Deadpool two, uh, yes. where, uh, for anyone who's listening, they basically have a scene where he says like, Oh, I love this ca- this actress. I hope they don't fridge her in the movie. And then like, Korg's like, Oh, what's fridging. And he was just like, Oh, it's uh, the act of writing where you uh, kill or hurt a uh, female character to benefit or motivate the main character of the film, a.k.a. the movie Deadpool 2. And so, yeah, uh, you know, do you uh, think it was too meta? No. (laughs) You sure? No. I, I, you see, uh, Noted uh, Rick and Morty uh, specialist nope. because my brain is so, so huge. Um, nope. I uh, it's I a appreciate Rick and Morty it. free uh, podcast. <laughs> the only uh, no, time I... we'll talk about Rick and Morty uh, is when we're talking about how bad uh, everyone who likes it is, uh, aka 
not Rob, because I like <laughs> Rob, but um, anyone else, past versions oh. of myself. The fan we just lost is... all our viewers. I am fine with that. Uh, I think that uh, this is the last episode of the podcast, in fact. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I used to like Rick and Morty, and then the internet happened, and uh, just like I... the way I avoid the... Um, the uh, I just think it's generally gross, and I thought that before I was a fan, and then like the whole sauce thing happened, and I was like, man... You know, yeah. it's it's pretty good, but it's not that good to be that obsessed with it. And you know, I'm not into that it, anymore. I'm I'm okay. It really it really kind of sours your outlook at the associations of it. And I I kind of feel bad because like they have gone out and they've been like stop it, you <laughs> assholes. Yeah, they don't. Like and fans, fans just don't take uh, kindly to be being called out for their their love for uh their the property that you know yeah well it's, it's not even love it's just like fucking like that's why i use the quotes <laughs> yeah i mean quotes i <laughs> uh, i call it being an asshole and oh, using yeah. that as an excuse um you don't have to and, put quotes that's just the truth <laughs> um yeah but no it's just i'm doing that to uh you know put it in quotes anyway um but yeah um I think overall, back to what we were talking about. Um, yeah, it was a cute little thing, and uh, yeah, I'm hoping that a uh, free guy is all right. I like the excuse that they put in this. I'm not sure if I'm mo- any way more motivated to see it. They even in the trailer were like, "Yeah, I guess it looks good for a last minute Fox buyout thing that uh, Disney did." Uh, I mean, Disney but, owns know. it. Disney's putting the yeah. money behind getting uh, Ryan Reynolds <laughs> and uh, Taika Waititi in the same room and using Disney like Marvel characters to do it, like and that using actually good. Like it's not like you can see where there's like little blemishes yeah. in it compared to like Ragnarok and all that, but mm-hmm. like using pretty good CGI to make Korg there. It's like they actually gave a shit with it. Yeah. So. Hopefully, free guy is good. I mean, I assume the premise was interesting for the for the most part. I kind of like it. It it feels like this movie has been in limbo because it's supposed to come out yeah. like a while back, and like the pandemic happened and all that. And I was interested. I wasn't go to the theater interested in that thing. But if like it was on Disney Plus, I would go see it. But it's not. It's only in theaters. So yeah, uh, tough. But hey, uh, hey, other movies that are old, like our theater premieres, like uh, Fast Nine and um, what was the other one? Not exclusive to theaters, but it wa- it had like the biggest opening. Uh, Black Widow had a, in uh, a, a wonderful opening. Um, it's around like eighty million, if I'm not mis- mistaken, domestic. Uh, Quiet Place Two. That also had a good one. Yeah. So, yeah. You know. Uh, I think Which now, if you guys want, it's on Paramount Plus for free. So, and yet Paramount Plus costs money. So, yep. Yeah. So that's it's not for free. You. Yeah, it's price of admission or whatever. Huh? Paramount Plus to borrow their account. Anyway. Oh, okay, um, okay. Or they'll probably have like um, you know, a free trial or something sometime. Free trial, whatever works. Who said that? Anyway, um, 
that's cool. I don't like everyone who's like, oh, it's the first time that we're gonna find out that Deadpool's actually gonna be here. No, like it's it's been announced a long yeah. time ago that Deadpool mm. three is happening at at Marvel and it is MCU. Yeah, and the other movies, I believe the other movies are full continuity in like canon, so they work. Yeah. Um, and you know, with a uh, a movie uh, called um, like Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. And with uh, WandaVision's like whole like X Men actor guy, and literally um, the premise of Loki about like time variance and alternate versions. I mean, I mean, if like there was like if they're if they're not signaling this this thing that hey guys, uh, we bought Fox and we we have all these characters now, and the whole thing with Into the Spider Verse and how uh, Spider Man No Way Home and like all this stuff. If you guys didn't know that they have they're going to play with this like playground of stuff that they have from properties that they and movies that they didn't have canon but they're gonna be like hey some version of this it actually works so buy the dvds guys buy the toys of those versions of those characters because it all matters and we all all we i'm using the royal we for disney we all like get money from it haha the wii royal yes Cue the Wii <laughs> Shop channel music. Okay. Uh, since we <laughs> don't own the rights to it. Um, but no, I think I was I was very upset because like one day I just sat, I like sat up out of bed and was like, fuck, the greatest way to introduce Deadpool at this point would be since at the end of Deadpool 2, he goes through time and fucks things up if the TVA arrested him. But like that, I depending on. Uh, yeah, but he was week, supposed to do that, just like the Avengers to. were supposed to go back in time. Yeah, which uh, un, uh, we're not talking about this week. Next yeah, week we're, we're gonna, gonna talk. talk about uh, Black Widow later in this episode, but we're going yes. to talk about um, episode five and six of Loki next week, so that we can get a week removed everyone get their their bearings and um hopefully you haven't already been spoiled for the last episode of loki um i did watch it earlier and i believe aaron's already watched it rob mm-hmm. has luckily so far been uh spoiler free so uh, i am i am on a uh internet cleanse today although i saw something uh when i was on twitter for a half a second and trending and it wasn't like anything big it wasn't like this is how it ends it was just like they also hashtag a certain character within the show, and it was like, oh, mm. I think one of my theories might be right. So that's damn. That's so you all. didn't see that part in the last episode where <laughs> Loki <laughs> puts his ass in the screen and farts. <laughs> <laughs> I knew, it. I knew that it was gonna go there anytime. <laughs> <laughs> Every time. You really missed it, Rob. <laughs> Just a full ass blast of the screen. Oh my god. It's not fu- then... it's not even funny. <laughs> <laughs> then why are you laughing? Because it's uh it's just uh, I don't know. It's just my face. And then Loki pulls off his face and he says smoke in and then he uh gets it, it out of there. No, that's that the... in that's in Black Widow. 
yeah okay yeah. yeah we'll get to it no spoilers so far but sorry, anyway wait, sorry for spoiling that part last bit of news and i use that in the most air quotes without actually using my hands to show you air quotes um like in a million quotes as uh, a famous man named aaron used to say uh final fantasy 16 which didn't get shown at the state of play at all and was never going to and the state of play was always going to be a very small show no one should be upset about that obviously we said that last week anyway jokes aside um final fantasy 16 is being discussed in the next time this is really the only news is that the next time we talk about it be sure to to get a release date and the game will come out soon after like it's the we announce it we'll show you a bit we're going to tell you when it comes out and that date's probably gonna be like six months out of the uh of the release so i thought the way you worded it it was going to be like and it's going to be out very soon the next day no here you go no way they can't (laughs) uh with a with a game they expect to sell like five to ten million copies they can't do that um an indie game sure there's a collector's edition pre-orders and shit like that yeah the 300 hundred dollar collector's edition that comes with a uh posable figure of your uh, guy or the worst one i think that everyone agreed on was the final fantasy 12 collectors which came with like a bus like a, a collection of busts of the judges and like who wants that and like you can <laughs> still you can get that collector's edition or whatever on the square store still in clearance it's like a hundred bucks it usually it retails for like 200 or something they just like yeah, have that. too many of them and it's like mm-hmm. yeah who wants this and then they're like final Fantasy Seven remake here's cloud on a motorcycle it's an action figure you'll spend 250 dollars for right 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 guys and then yeah everyone loved that and then kingdom hearts 3 was um the toy versions the only way to get this these figures were oh the toy yeah versions of uh of the cast honestly yeah so. anyway yeah so uh tgs is coming up and if they don't reveal any news there they will probably do it by the end of the year if the game is coming out you know next year so if it's not well okay <laughs> like like there'll be sorry. other games to play sorry i just thought of aaron with the ass blasting <laughs> anyway uh... come on dude yeah, he puts his ass right in the screen and he just blows it up and then sylvia's like she's like oh yeah okay. this sucks. absolutely horrible uh oh hey we just got a follow no i'm just kidding i'm just kidding um... oh wow we just got a million subscribers <laughs> yeah that's all it took. Oh, what's this in the chat? Coca-Cola. Hey, we were going to sponsor you, but then we heard about this truth. <laughs> no! Um, and now we're going to do Coke Zero with you. Okay, oh so funny anecdote. Um, I don't know if anyone knows about this. I, I think like I think about it all the time, and if the footage, like, I couldn't go to YouTube and, like, find the footage now. Maybe, like, Aaron probably knows. Aaron definitely knows about this, but Rob, I might blow your, like, your mind with this one. Nothing I know you're going to say. It has to do with Coca-Cola <laughs> and Final Fantasy Nine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I know you're Rob, okay. Do you know anything about this off the cuff? Okay, so uh, back when Final Fantasy Nine came out, 
they had a commercial, a full CG commercial, where Zidane is running through Alexandria, like after a Coke like cap or something. Yeah, it was awesome, and I like saw it on TV when I was a kid, and then I was like, was that real? And then I looked it up, and it totally was real. Um, and even in Japan, they had these like limited edition, like uh, prize figures that they did with like Coca Cola, and they had like the regular like painted like what the characters look like, and they had these like red translucent ones that were like the special ones but i don't know who would prefer those over the uh you know the regular cast in their full glory but you know that's cool they uh it's uh you know anyway you should check out that commercial because uh hey we've been playing final fantasy 9 on stream and uh last friday we had a great stream where i totally didn't mess up my mic like i did at the beginning of this episode haha but uh that was three hours so you know but anyway on monday totally fixed it we had a great episode uh hilarious voice acting by the three of us uh you know always competing to do voices and specifically no camera as rob pointed out that i really get into the role and you can see my face animate when i'm (laughs) doing the uh characters and no yeah you become a queen brand (laughs) yeah no one wants to see that um, Your eyes I don't sink back that. in. Yep. I turn blue. Yeah, Rob. I think I have. I have a commission for you. Ooh, you know okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I can. I can work something out. Yeah. yeah so uh, Final Fantasy Nine is a game that came out over 21 years ago. At this point, um, means a lot, as we talked about many times on the show. Um, it's getting an animated series, as we've talked about on the show. Um, yeah, it's just wonderful to go back through it especially when the visuals have been like uh, and my, among other like gameplay enhancements have been improved from the uh like because of the moguri mod and um yeah it's just really nice to go back through it as an adult but see it like it like exists in the back of my head and i'm just like getting that refresher but yeah okay that's it for final mm-hmm. fantasy 9 it's it's good we're we're, yeah, through, we're, we're going uh, we uh we, we got to Discord. probably the big bats yeah we've met um the villain his name is kuja mm-hmm. and um we got to disc two um yeah we did. we're a little bit into disc two i don't think we're that far into disc two are we um no yeah we've been playing it for like 17 hours ish and yeah. um maybe it's like we put as like much time, I think, as we put into the Kingdom Hearts one playthrough, and um, we're like not even halfway through that game at all. So it's a four discs uh, on the PlayStation One when it came out. So there's that. But, four discs. Yeah. yeah. Final Fantasy Seven was only three discs. Final Fantasy Eight was four discs, if I'm not mistaken. And mm-hmm. yeah, uh, biggest thing I want to talk about it as like as we play through it. Um, this is probably gonna um, really ruffle a lot of people the wrong way. Um, Final Fantasy Nine is very good. Obviously, that's what that's what our opinions are. But to back that up, it's good from like a world building standpoint, a character standpoint. Feels very fleshed out and lived in, which is like, and like the things presented in the game, the story presented in the game is um, presented in a way that um, feels whole that makes any sense like it doesn't need additional material to explain missing pieces or expand on the lore like 
if it had that i mean we would be living in a different timeline obviously but it doesn't like it's never gotten that and it, it doesn't ever like it never needed it and i would i would like i guess the argument is like obviously you could say the same thing for uh, Final Fantasy VII, that it never needed any additional content, and it totally uh, explained and fleshed things out in the first place. So the... Uh, I don't know. I've played Final Fantasy VII, the original one, and uh, that game is like the Hollywood version of a, of a book. And the collection of Final Fantasy VII is the book expanding <laughs> on... like. The expanded yeah. version, the not like movie version. The movies, if the movie of a book is two hours and the book is like, an, like and the audiobook takes like 13 hours to read, you can tell there's a lot of, on the cutting room floor. Like they condensed the Lord of the Rings trilogy into three movies based off mm-hmm. the books, but each really like huge tome of those books is actually like two books in one. So it's actually like, it's a lot. It's a lot. You can't. And even people will then again be like, that comparison doesn't work because Tolkien like talks about trees being really detailed for like 40 pages, which is obviously <laughs> hyperbole, but you get the point. Final Fantasy VII is not a bad game. It has really lovable characters, settings, and it has an interesting story. The original PS1 game, I don't disagree with that. I don't think it's as fleshed out as Final Fantasy IX which is more developed and more standalone and it like Final Fantasy 7 was developed as a standalone thing but then they kept like iterating and expanding and putting details yeah. of characters in other games uh their franchises like Kingdom Hearts mm-hmm. added to a lot of cloud it got Nomura to think about cloud more they made advent children like this whole like thing and sure some of it was like a we need to milk our franchises so we get money but it was also just like you know there's there's more stuff we have to go back and talk about more stuff from the past we have to make a remake where we fix our mistakes and expand on that like Mm -hmm. nine never got any of that eight never got any of that eight is also like held up there but eight feels a lot like the uh the hollywoodification they just the what they changed was uh they made the character models more human proportions it felt more (laughs) like real it like in a lot of ways um it was about like teenagers and you and, got to go to school yeah you went to school it was like it was the uh, teenager one um <laughs> and that was like a lot of why people like that because they played it when they were a teenager and they could relate to things that were happening with the characters on like an internal way instead of like the uh you know you you fight witches from space which is that's final fantasy 8 if you didn't know uh that's final time traveling witches from space that's the game also they like is that uh is that squall squall too yeah okay in, in final fantasy 8 yeah so uh then they go back to final fantasy 9 which is like the a uh, book it's like a book in comparison to a hollywood film which if if like america never found traction with um with like final fantasy one through six which we only got one four and six and those are like beloved games and if those are like the book version um and then seven and eight were the hollywood blockbuster film version which were like appealing to americans which is what they were so they would be like accepted here um and then nine is like back to the book formula uh 
and that's why I know like there's like this really polarization of people who played nine and people who just like didn't look like the other ones, so I didn't play. Those, yeah, which is like the thing that this game is like a D because I don't know. I just didn't really like how it looked, and I played for like an hour, so the story was bad. Yep, that's literally what people think about that game. Just, it's just a kids game, guys. Look but at Final me. Fantasy VII S tier. Yep, nothing at, wrong with it whatsoever. Look at Cloud; he's on did, a motorcycle. Tifa. Did your game have a guy holding a sword while looking at a big building? No. No, it didn't. It Final Fantasy IX, I'm like, pretty uh, sure uh, they they do all that stuff. But it's like a castle or something. Anyway, uh, yeah. yeah, that's I was just thinking about it uh, and like how to express that in words, which was um, Final Fantasy 7 and 8. They are uh, Hollywood movies, and 9 is a book. A very uh, detailed book in comparison. And 8 never got all the expanded stuff. And 8 feels like... I don't know. Uh, this is going to ruffle even more people's feathers. There's Hollow in a lot of ways. Like, I like Final Fantasy. I've played all three of them. I, 7, 8, and 9. 7 I like a lot. But that's from, like... Like, growing up in a world where there was expanded fiction. Not, like, launch. Like, Final Fantasy 7. Nor was it my first yeah, Final Fantasy. A, I think a uh, a lot of the game, like what I fell in love with with it, was from stuff like Crisis Core, mm-hmm. and like I feel like definitely when it comes to the remake, I feel like it actually there's things that don't age well in the first uh, Final Fantasy VII remake that they're able to rework and make work in this new one, and they add that same level of heart that crisis core has into it so yeah. oh like, yeah because uh, i mean that's what blaze is saying right like they yeah. made crisis core and all these other like supplementary games and during that time they actually figured out who the characters were yeah and they're just putting that into the remake right like if you go back and play final fantasy 7 there's like and i can tell like from a lot of people who talk about it i feel like they project a lot onto the characters yep because yeah. the characters are like not that depth they, they're not they're not that deep they don't have that much depth in them to even like like if you like actually just look at it and not yeah. like put yourself into it um but yeah they're changing that a lot in final fantasy 7 remake which is nice but even people who like final fantasy 7 a lot don't like that give so. this yeah they don't give i don't know what the fuck that. they want yeah they, <laughs> yeah. they, they want to be cloud i want to i want the fucking wig with spiky hair and the big sword and you know for I'm all the people who want to be cloud and then I like can... everyone complains like wow cloud has no personality and he still is, like ev- like every woman in the game is in love with him like okay do you hate that or do you <laughs> like know. that what it, like <laughs> do you like cloud having no personality or you do like cloud have, like having a bit of a personality do you and get cloud as a person because like you know in the first game they like in like the premise of cloud grow- what well, you go rob i was just gonna say he grows out of being this personalityless kind of person by yep. the end of the first game right yeah basically yeah and like i'll see how they like adapt that to see if it works yeah. but mm-hmm. um if, if like without spoiling it like expanded fiction is basically explained in no uncertain terms like cloud was a 16 year old who um basically missed out on growing up 
to become the 21 year old that he is at the start of final fantasy 7 and the personality he has is of a dejected like 16 year old who never matured like that's why he says all that like stupid stuff at the beginning of the game and that's why tifa <laughs> who has lived her her life same age as cloud i think she might be a year younger not 100 percent on that um but the point is she's like you're not the cloud i knew but you're also just like not like you're not on the level and Aerith just plays with him like he's a child because mentally he is a 16 year old <laughs> so um yeah people don't get that so when they're like wow cloud's so cool and uh he's just the same way he was in the beginning like the earlier like the first game in seven and uh yeah i guess you guys didn't get it <laughs> <laughs> but also the game think doesn't probably... communicate that very well either yeah I think it also comes from a lot of people who are like, yeah, I love Final Fantasy VII. I, I love Cloud. I remember I played him in uh, Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, Kingdom and Hearts. That, and, and, they never played King, and they never played Final Fantasy VII, the first yeah. game. Uh, uh, so, basically, Cloud had more, like, less of the Vincent Valentine personality and in, in, yeah. in Kingdom Hearts where he was really more popularized because that was the first time he was ever, like... like yeah. Full proportions, voice acted, the whole nine. He got this... He had the aesthetic and, and like, personality of Vincent Valentine. And that was just, like... That, like, sat with the character for... And the voice. Forever. So when Remake came out, which really it took till Remake to redefine Cloud, like, people didn't really get, like, what who Cloud is and... I think remake does a, like a better job being um, what uh, having uh, some sort. Isn't of... that kind of kind of uh, ironic? Like to his character, right? He spends yeah. like the whole a whole entire game trying to figure out who he is, uh, and people just assume who he is, and like they don't even know who he really is, and like then he just gets like lost in his own like meta. I don't even know who I am anymore. Yep. And now they have to remake the whole game for him to be who he is. And people still don't understand it. So yeah, and people are still gonna be like, "What if Cloud's like not angsty by the end of the game? What if he's well?" If like... you guys read the um the short story book that goes into Cloud's internal dialogue <laughs> that totally <laughs> explains why he's like that in Advent Children, while well, you totally understand exactly what Cloud is doing. Also, you play the <laughs> mobile phone game that takes place before. No. No one's going to do any of that. None of the people uh, who played 7 are going to do that. The only time, only reason you got them to play Remake is because uh, it's, it's Final Fantasy 7 in modern day. Like, that's it. So, whatever. Anyway, my point is, 7 got all this expanded stuff to flesh it out. <laughs> it's, not, it's, not a, yeah. it's not just that original game. It's not that original Hollywood movie where they had to, like, condense things down, simplify in nine got it right at the first go yeah nine is a fairy tale a storybook fairy tale in every way has deep lore deep world building and i'm not saying that seven and eight don't have that but eight which never got any of the extra expanded stuff it feels like a bunch of hollow characters uh if you think about it too deeply which i think about uh this stuff way too deeply isn't it kind of like so hollow that like there's been theory like there's been room for like theories that the whole game is like a death dream yep 
Okay. I'm sorry I cut you off, Aaron. What were you going to say? No, I wasn't saying anything. <laughs> okay, I thought you were about to say something. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. so um, I played 8 when they did the remaster, um, on, and I played it on the Switch. And I, I felt like it was like one of the hardest Final Fantasies to get into because they set up this whole like this like premise of like how the game like the, the this version of the turn-based battle system and the equipment system and it's how like it's based off of all like the summons and all that stuff and it um it's like really confusing for the most part and uh it's kind of similar to six in some ways actually but i also think that six's battle system's kind of jank as well at least like the equipment mm-hmm. and all that um the way they tie everything to the summons really is not fun and a lot of the uh, uh, uh combat in that game is like basically doing this draw mechanic which is to like take magic spells from like the enemies and then your stock of that magic spell it buffs your stats if that makes any sense Aaron, you're right. My light ran out of battery. Oh, good. That's great. Yeah, I saw your your screen dim, and I was like, oh. Um, okay. So I say that sarcastically, obviously. Anyway, the point is, it's kind of a. I'm not gonna. Rob, stop smiling. You know the word I'm about to use. It's kind of obtuse, if I'm being honest. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um, not great. And then the story is a bunch of characters do this thing and Squall mostly doesn't change the whole game and then it's over. Pretty much. Also, they just like do this scene that's straight out of Space Odyssey. I don't know if I said that earlier, but it's literally straight out of uh, 2001 Space Odyssey. It's kind of awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, wow, I just had recently watched that. And uh, that is literally the same suit. And yeah. also the spacewalk. And it's ridiculous. It, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Eight is very visually appealing. And it, if you're a teenager, I can understand like Squall as an internal character. But I think that if you weren't those things, it does not feel like a, like, it does not feel to me as a like someone who played it afterward as an adult like it is um as robust develop like the characters are robust and mm-hmm. like and developed in the world that they're again present like in the story that they're presenting it feels like really like facilitating to the plot in a lot of ways um and then you get this extra development of characters like selfie which barely gets any development in uh kingdom hearts but that's like her personality in a nutshell which they pretty mm-hmm. much nail um and then in final fantasy uh and final fantasy and then squall in kingdom hearts uh leon as it were that's who he is that's the guy he is aged in appears to be real time and is an adult now in uh kingdom hearts one and two and I guess three DLC, but his name's Leon. Yeah, he won't uh, ca- uh, go back to being called Squall until uh, until he has 
fix the problems in his home, which he totally has, so he should actually just be called Squall <laughs> based on Kingdom Hearts 1, which we just replayed. Anyway, wow. Even in the credits of Kingdom Hearts 1, he's listed as Squall, parentheses, Leon, which is mm. baffling to me in every way. I just don't <laughs> don't get it. Um, yeah. Okay. Ten got a sequel game and a short story thing, and they have been in talks to talk to make a Final Fantasy Ten three, which has recently like they've talked about it resurfaced. I mean, it's been again. like talked about by Nojima and Nomura for years, yeah. and they have like apparently always had that plot like written and made. So whatever, if it actually I'd be, comes out, it'll uh, I'd be here for it. Yeah, as long as it's not like marrying. Uh, x2 and it's more x1 i feel like that feel would be like a little bit they have to um remake it like the whole thing the whole shebang. <laughs> so they probably would I mean, honestly i mean i feel like yeah. that could work very well in the final fantasy 7 remake kind of like style but um i don't know i i, I wouldn't mind it i mean um i feel like i don't know just take also, I wouldn't mind if they just took that style and put that to three. But I don't know. We also have a weird amount of extra material that apparently has been put out there. And the question is, wh what will they use and what will they not use? Are they going to expect everyone to do like the 100% stuff to understand what happened in X2? Or what are they doing there? Because there's like a narrative audio narrative that they release that's works as like two and a half yeah where the, like uh, it's the uh, like radio shows that are canonical that they, it's like all stuff they have to condense and put into yeah thing. and uh don't make a movie just put it make a playable <laughs> game thing like it's uh i hope that square is done with um movie tie-ins like kingsglaive was like really tough um like i bought that from a big lots for three dollars so still I, haven't watched it. i think it's streaming on netflix now um okay you haven't watched it and you played final fantasy 15 how did you understand anything that was happening no <laughs> i again telenovela vision like i was just kind of like yeah okay i know okay who that so is. final fantasy 15 uh has so many hoops to i, I guess i'm going all over the place <laughs> to final fantasy Final Fantasy 15 has so many hoops to go through. You have to watch an anime, then you have to watch a, a feature-length film about character a character who's not even the game at all. Um, and then you have to uh, then you have to read a like very short story like piece of script that was cut from the beginning of the game that is in the like that is the start start of the game, and um, and then you can maybe understand the game, but also during the game, there's these times when characters just disappear and stuff has happened mm -hmm. to them and they'd never explain it unless you pay for the DLC and then you might understand. Also, they were going to do a, a volume two of the DLC and they just canceled it. <laughs> so you'll never yeah. know. Yeah, unless you Apparently buy... the... Oh, you go, Rob. Apparently, the volume two is going to include Noctis coming back from the dead. So, and all that. I guess spoilers for the end of the game. Um, oh, oh God! <laughs> sorry. Uh, it was a. It was going to be episode Noctis, an alternate yeah. 
timeline version of the ending of the story mm. where Noctis is not uh is not like doesn't have to do the thing that he does in the game and also he uh, uh Arden is not an antagonist and he yeah. has like kids with uh Luna Freya and the whole nine it's like concept art it's all based off of this one piece of concept art that was like or I guess key art that they showed when they were like volume two episode RNA and episode uh Noctis and blah 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 we didn't put the full story of the game in the game because it had such trouble development because we tried to make a game out of a different game that wasn't this haha so there's that I love how, I love how they were like Okay, so we're scrapping this original idea, that a very complex thing. So we're just going to make stuff up as we go along here with our own weird uh, lore that we're going to throw in here. Yeah. But it's all going to be like shades of what Namora was planning. Yeah, it's not great. Um, I mean, a lot of that game's the blueprint of that game was um, tied into the uh, Final Fantasy thirteen universe. So, you know, they, you, can't, yeah. you can't just rip it out wholesale um and expect it to just work but they did um yeah that's that no more no more yeah let's let's move on rob you can talk about (laughs) uh some of your stuff now which you um you did a bunch so go uh i mean uh sure uh i mean i played uh i talked about this a little while we were streaming but uh my friends and i played Little Hope, the Dark Pictures Anthology, um, or the Dark Pictures Anthology, Little Hope. Uh, basically, it's the uh, it's Supermassive Games' uh, series, the second installment in their new Dark Pictures series. Uh, and, if you don't know, they're the people that made Until Dawn, their most notable yes. game. And re- and before that, they made Man of Badan. Um, and that was after that. Yeah, that was right after that. I meant right before Little Hope. Yeah. Yeah. And currently they're about to do House of Ashes in October. Mm-hmm. Which is which... that uh game that they showed a lot at um E three that is um about the military guys in Trapped in... in Iraq. Yeah. Yeah, in Iraq, trapped in a cave with demons. Classic so... scenario, apparently. Mm-hmm. Anyway, continue, Rob. Yeah. Um yeah, so uh, this is um, this game is uh, pro- possibly has the most disappointing ending I've had in like a while. Like, oh, uh, quick second, full spoilers for this game that Rob played. That I mean, I could just sum it up. <laughs> I could sum it up with a meme that's been going around because, like, it's it's practically a meme ending. All right, where it. Um, uh, it's not your, uh, the accident was five years ago. You have to let us go and then fade away. That's Um, awesome. (laughs) Awesome. Okay. So the plot of the game is you're, you're a bus filled with like students. Um, I saw the opening to it. Um, Yeah. Kind of like the premise. Yeah. You crash into, uh, this salem-esque town um Mm -hmm. that like went through all these witch trials called little hope 
and you spend the majority of the game walking on a dark road uh, trying to find the bus driver. And as you go through it, you keep going, you keep getting jump scared by this ghost um, and they keep showing you the past and these people that look like you, like each of mm -hmm. one of the characters. And it leads you to believe that like, maybe this is like something you're like in a time loop, you're in a death echo, like, um, and you go through it and like, as these kind of ghosts die in the time, in the past, in their, uh, in the death loop, if you will, in the death loop, if you will, made by Arcane Video Studios, <laughs> made by Arcane Studios, um, they keep coming the ghosts of yourself will hunt down each your each of the characters. It's very wait the ghosts of yourself. Hill. Yes, the past ghosts that look like you from the Salem Witch Trials come after you in the form of these like ghosts that are like kind of imbued with what killed them. So like one guy died by uh, falling onto spikes, mm -hmm. and so now he has like rebarb like dragging around with him, and he like pulls it out and attacks you with it, and like. There's a girl who died by hanging, so she's, like, hoisted up in the air all the time with this rope that leads to nowhere. What's the and gameplay of this? Like, are you in full control, or is it QTEs, like, in Until It's Dawn? QTEs whenever you face off with the ghosts and all that. But it's, it's basically um, an evolution of the point-and-click kind of uh, choose-your-own-adventure kind of stories. Um and so it's a great party game like all of these games are good like they mm -hmm. actually now have made settings as they go on that you can trade off the controller throughout the night oh so, that's awesome absolutely yeah. cool it's a really cool game system and um so you go through the game things happen and you pick up like little notes that are like all about like these different like families that all look like you your characters as you go along and then the uh the end of the game is you just basically going to the final witch trial and it's like you need to like convince the court that like this little girl isn't actually possessed by the devil it's this corrupt priest if you do it you get the ending what if you thought? don't you get the ending it's the same ending Hmm. And uh, you can your characters can die throughout the game. No matter what, you can get the same ending, where you go to the you find a diner that has a phone. All right, I'm into it. And then, yeah, and then the characters like an old guy from the town that you've seen a couple of times uh, comes out and says like, "The phone's over there. You deserve to get out of here," but. Make sure you don't come back. And then it's revealed that the characters turn around and they're like, it's not your fault, Tim, like the main character. It's not your fault. And then he spins around and he's all alone. And then it turns, the camera spins around again. And Tim's an old man. And it turns out Tim is the bus driver that we've been looking for the whole game. And it turns out Tim has crashed the bus, walked through the town, and he's just been talking to himself and imagining ghosts and he's just been and he's been thinking of this one time a fire burned in his house and how he feels guilty that he wasn't able to save his family through the whole thing 
And so he's been imagining this whole Salem thing. It has nothing to do with his life. <laughs> and like just nice. kept going. And the game ends with him just like th- seeing like all the moments where he was alone and just like talking to himself. And then the move, the whole game ends with the main character just like standing in front of the diner doing this. So, um, <laughs> uh, do you have anything before I react to what you just said? Uh, no, then like there's a character in it that like works as kind of the crypt keeper from the Tales of the Crypt. Yep. That keeps coming back throughout the game to I don't tell know you if like anyone gets that reference. Like yeah. I don't know uh, if that's like a like a comparison. Like not like not like I know I oh, do yeah. bits, but like actually, like, yeah, uh, that's like um, a, that's it's like an old one. It's like a narrator almost okay. of it, where yeah. like they would like between sections of the story, you keep coming to this guy in a library that's basically telling you the story, and he he'll tell you like, oh, you're making good choices, or like, oh, you made a really bad choice there. And he was like, ah, oh, you probably could use a hint. And he's like, you where... fucking suck at this game. Yeah, like some points he'll come out and dog shit. Yeah, it's fun at some points where he's just like, oh, you know, maybe you should have picked up a weapon. I mean, if you looked around the room more, it would have been helpful with that. And like, um, it just makes you dread everything that's coming. Uh, but yeah, then it the game literally comes to him and he says, that's it. Game over. See you next time. Wow. And then he leaves. And then. <laughs> wow. Well, yeah, because it's the first of the anthology. No, it was the second one. It was the second. Yeah, the one. second of the anthology. That's what I said. <laughs> uh, and that that was it. And they leave you with a post-credit thing that's basically a trailer for House of Ashes, which looks much better. So all I have to say before um, you said the whole thing about how uh, he feels responsible for his family um, um, burning alive in a house, apparently. Yeah. I was just going to be like, that just sounds like you, Rob. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The long con of that bit. I know. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry I mentioned the the house burning. That would have been a really good... Wow. Thank you. But yeah, if you want to walk down a dark road for the whole game, uh, that isn't Kingdom Hearts Dark Road... It is called um, the Dark Pictures Anthology, so is, yeah, it's that's that really I dark. Should, I should have expected it. Damn it, it is brilliant. Anyway, um, but yeah, uh, play Man of Medan or wait till House of Ashes. If you haven't played it, Until Dawn is good. There you go. And, and uh, if you have um, the PlayStation Collection, or I believe they gave it away for free on PlayStation Plus at one point, Until Dawn. Um, should be accessible or free in a lot of ways to uh to people out there so or it's super cheap because it is and has been super cheap for a long time so that's a that's one game i was i was gonna suggest like what if it gets close to halloween we should probably stream but i mean you know what game i've never played before any luigi's mansion game so we could do that but i would need to acquire a uh a um a, a, a GameCube to do it right. So all right. So anyone who wants us to play it, send in a GameCube. Yep, I'll post my PO box so that everyone can uh, <laughs> send stuff to. Uh, yeah. not even a joke. Anyway, thank you, Rob, for telling us that uh, brief and fully spoiled game. 
Um, talk about Donny Cates' new Thor. Is it what what oh. issues out? Uh, issue fifteen, I believe. Uh, and it's um, I, I, I it's going to be a quick one because it's a very basic issue. Uh, Thor's feeling down that he can't pick up his hammer. It's getting heavier, and it's he goes still to getting Doctor... heavier over a year. It's later. still getting heavier, heavier over a year later. He goes to talk to Captain America about it, and he just says, "I'm not sure if I'm gonna be able to hold my hammer." And that's it. That was the issue. That's good. Yeah, I. I don't know what's going on. The name of the new arc is Revelations. So I'm guessing so we're going to find out. Got it. He was never Thor at all. He was actually Jesus. Jesus. There you go. Perfect. Perfect. I mean, what is it? Thor is like his uh, mother is actually Gaia. Um, Who made so this happen? Like, Who said that? Uh, this was like during uh, something with the Eternals years ago. So it was, was it actually like Jack Kirby or? I believe it was... It wasn't Stanley. It was like somebody who picked up the book after him, but okay. it was an acclaimed writer, and they've kept it going. Right. Um, who am I to and... argue with uh, the Lord? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, it's not like Donny Cates was like, and now Guy is his mother. Uh, That'd but... kind of be a power move, though. <laughs> yeah, it, w- it would. I mean, he's already made like Galactus like the apprentice of a bigger god um oh is that what and, the uh the black winter or whatever it was called yeah that that's what the black winter whole thing was about and um what do you call it uh i didn't know how yeah, to they... the universe until someone taught me how <laughs> and if you think yeah, i'm bad had lands chugs <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. i didn't know that he was uh, uh he's gonna be the uh, like the new big <laughs> bad mcu villain the new MCU villain. Oh, he's gonna chug. Have you seen the intro to his line. videos? His new intro. It's him chugging the world literally. That's... And he is about as. Yeah, I think he's bigger than Galactus in the video. Technically. So. My God. <laughs> uh Rob. What else? Okay. So the. Uh... Oh, but, but yeah, that's a uh, that's pretty much all the insanity I've got going. Uh, Persona Five. I wasn't able. Uh, Persona Five Strikers. I wasn't able to plenty more of oh talk about this thing that i really want you to talk about um and once rob completely finishes it we will do a full spoiler uh conversation about it (laughs) jurassic world camp cretaceous okay i haven't i haven't finished it yet um but we i have gotten to the point where they have basically uh they're about to get off the island uh third season they've decided we're getting a boat we're making a boat we're getting off these this island so uh at that point i was like wow this is just this is gilligan's island but like with dinosaurs watchable. <laughs> um, you don't think gilligan's island is watchable okay i mean Whoa. i watched it a lot <laughs> when i was when i was a kid with tv land like it's one of those things where I'm wondering if I went back to it, I'd be able to put up with it. Oh, and you're, uh, um, you're you're. Uh, I think uh, it's me actually calling to complain about <laughs> real time about how Rob feels about Gilligan's Island. It's John <laughs> Gilligan calling himself. John Gilligan, you just see me pick it up, a fist pumps, 
comes out and punches me in the face. Yes, yes. Uh, and yeah. you can't see uh, my my uh, fist on on this screen. So when it shows up in Rob's uh, panel, but you don't like move at all. You just stand still, yep. like, and then just the punch comes. Yep. Uh, As my fist but... disappears into my iPhone. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Okay. So, so yeah, you like it. It's... I like it. Uh, they've introduced a new uh, kind of uh, the prototype to the Indominus Rex, um, and uh, I don't know. They they made it seem natural. They made it seem like everything in it has been very cool, a lot more than I suspected. And the the art style definitely improved a lot. Well, not a lot, but like there were like little improvements. It felt the like they got season. the budget, um, their budget yeah. upped, and it also felt like I was when I just talked about it. I was like, it really feels like the Clone Wars, but for Jurassic Park. There's this thing in like after season two of Clone Wars in like the CG cartoon, where like it's season one. It's like season one uses the movie model, season two uses the movie model, season three or something. They like got new models, and they were just like way better looking that's what like they do in like season one two and then three they just look so much better um and yeah. it came out only like six ish months or less after season two so yeah like they were able to like i it's like it's like small improvements like kind of how people move look seems a yeah. little bit more natural and they have a lot more texture with the hair mm -hmm. and all that like i did notice so, that as well yeah yeah so it's uh it's really good uh surprisingly creepy at times and uh they they do they write it well enough that like everything's uh plausible like it's not like uh in this episode like uh turns out blue decided to juggle uh chainsaws to entertain the kids i don't know why oh, I, I guess you haven't i guess you haven't actually gotten to that episode yet oh they that's the finale they do specifically that yeah <laughs> and then loki comes out and starts <laughs> in front of the <laughs> it is the multiverse after all <laughs> oh god he sees owen and he's like oh star lord what are you doing here <laughs> Never mind. Oh, <laughs> on. It's the only way we can stop the dinosaurs. Uh, this sucks. Um, absolutely horrible. Oh my God. I wasn't planning putting Loki on the tapestry this week, but I think I have to. Oh, no, I really, I really don't think you need to. Um, okay. Uh, any other thoughts on Jurassic World uh, from what you've seen? Uh, can you tell me what character that you hated at the start of the show and where you are uh, now that is your favorite character? Um, uh, I'm trying to remember her name. I think it's Sam. Uh, I, I didn't like her. Um, Sammy? I believe she has uh, the uh, she's she's the uh, farm girl. Yeah, she's the yeah. Amy was it? Sammy. Sammy, yeah, okay, um, yeah. I think I I think it was very meant to make you not like her, um, but they did a good kind of redemption with her, made what she like did that was bad like kind of work, um, and yeah, all the characters have been like just very entertaining. Um, I 
I feel like, uh, again, like there's one character that I've, I've grown to like, really, there's one thing I feel bad. I should have mentioned when I first saw it, but, um, there's a character called Ben who basically is a germaphobe Mm -hmm. and like, uh, he was like kind of a sheltered child, like, uh, and then he he basically gets separated from the group for an entire season and comes back and he's like a Tarzan kind of kid. Like he's he learned to survive on his own with a dinosaur. And uh, but like even when he comes back, like there's a scene where they're trying to interrogate someone. And it's uh, a scene that I didn't think I would laugh as much to, but like it stayed with me. I don't know why they're interrogating a guy and he's like this like mercenary and he's like you don't know what being tough is do you and he like rolls up a sleeve and he's like this this was a leech bite and like i don't know why that got me i was just like i was just like (laughs) which is pretty interesting um i assume that's a reference to uh, the book actually now that i think about it jurassic park the book um but i won't go into it obviously yeah. for Aaron's sake that is yeah uh so that will be uh our next episode when we all read yeah well uh, by that time together. hopefully rob has um finished um camp Cretaceous and we will have all watched loki and we will talk about the last two episodes of that um we did yeah. see black widow and we will talk about full spoilers for black widow but first we need to have Aaron talk for a while because um, it's been rotten. I talked a bit. Yeah. So, Aaron, tell us what you've been doing. Do you want me to remind mm. you what you've been doing? No, I know what I've been doing. Oh, good. Good. Uh, played Final Fantasy Eleven. Okay. And then that's where the I twenty-year-old MMO the record scratch because uh, and then I then I do this flashback sequence which it won't translate <laughs> at all for uh, for um for the audio version of this uh, the show but it's where I show this uh, the, all every instance we've talked about Final Fantasy fourteen and then Aaron will say and uh, in slow mo um, he'll repeat himself so I've been playing Final Fantasy eleven and then it'll be like the <laughs> Like dun dun dun, and then you'll just talk normally about what you've been doing. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's fun. Oh. I mean, uh, I played it very briefly when I was like younger, uh, but I didn't remember much about it other than that it was fucking really difficult. Uh, which you know, couldn't get far if you didn't have uh people to go the distance with you. Yeah. Uh, as it were um but yeah now that the game is like 20 years older and it it's still in uh it's still like live like directly from square enix uh, they still go through play online um wonderful everything about it is like totally dated and it still works uh <laughs> you have to uh there's like a third-party program that kind of uh helps streamline the process a little bit um makes the game run in like your native resolution like i have a full 1080p on my monitor so everything isn't like squished or the resolution isn't fucked up um 
And they also have like some quality of life stuff that you can add in there. Uh, just like kind of built into the program. You like check it if you want it on or not. Um, but yeah, it's pretty. It's like really uh, low stakes, kind of like it uh, feels like you're playing a single player game. Like it's just another Final Fantasy, um, essentially. And like every now and then people like show up. But uh, because of like a, a lot of the uh, things that they have added since the release of the game, uh, it makes it easier to like uh, quest solo. Um, they added uh, the trust system, which uh, they have that in Final Fantasy fourteen, if you don't know. But that's something that they added recently and only to dungeons uh, specifically, where you can uh, bring along NPCs from the story to like supplement the roles that uh, regular players would play like when you go through a dungeon like tank healer dps whatever um but in this one you can kind of collect them like trading cards almost uh and you can summon them like in the world wherever you are uh, to just like basically help you out and uh you can get it like super early on i think it's like really easy to get uh too and i'm pretty sure the first one that you always get is like a healer so uh, you don't have to worry about dying over and over again like usual That's uh nice actually yeah it's like i i just did the 14 day free trial i think it's still going uh and mm-hmm. i can play some more but um yeah i think it's kind of like a whole experience on its own it's it's interesting seeing um how they translated a lot of what they had into Final Fantasy fourteen and then from there like into a Realm Reborn. because um, Final Fantasy fourteen original uh when it originally launched was like a lot, like eleven. Uh way more than like I even thought when I like had played it. Um but yeah, and like there's even like a lot of the enemy designs and just like things in general that are almost like a one to one carried over. Which is uh, super interesting to think about. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's fun. I recommend it if you want, like, to. If you enjoy figuring out how games work, <laughs> essentially, like, because it is kind of jank. It's like a 20 year old MMO design, like, with very much like the Japanese audience in mind. Um, the game like you could pretty much not use a mouse um (laughs) and like a lot of it is like spent going through menus um but i think that makes it also feel more like a final fantasy proper game at least prior to uh prior to 11 uh with like more turn-based kind of like combat in mind um i think it's the combat is more like uh the atb system and uh nine um but yeah you basically just like when you want to attack something you go you hit the attack button and then like you can just pull up a list of like your abilities and stuff and like use them whenever at any point your character will like eventually do it um but yeah so <laughs> I, I i don't know i think it's kind of fun like just being able to like hit attack and then just like sit back and be like hey, <laughs> will i win <laughs> Oh and it's like, oh shit, I'm losing. Like, open up the menu, be like, heal. All right, <laughs> now you got it. Um, but yeah, 
I honestly think the game like still kind of looks good. Uh, not like especially for the time that it came out. Um, and I guess like more so in a retro like PS2 graphics, like it looks a lot like Monster Hunter and um, obviously Final Fantasy XII when it first came out. But yeah. uh, I was I was watching Aaron play some. Uh, was I watching you play or was I watching Max play a little bit? I think it was Max. Anyway. Uh, it does not look as bad as I expected it to look for a twenty-year-old game, and then also yeah. at the same time, it really does look a lot like the like Aaron was saying, like Final Fantasy twelve straight up, and that mm. came out a f- like a fair few years before Final Fantasy uh, twelve even even showed yeah. up. So it's mm. kind of interesting, but yeah, um. But yeah, I like it a lot. I I recommend it, especially if you want something that's kind of not as involved or taxing. Like, um, and Final Fantasy fourteen is like probably the most casual MMO that you can play right now. That does have options for like higher level, more intense gameplay, or whatever. Uh, World of Warcraft is like kind of the opposite of that, where it's like basically if you haven't played the game for twenty years, then you know you can get into it, but you know you want be where everybody else is for like a long time um unless you have friends to like pick you up to that level um and then once you get to that level you can't fucking play uh or you can't stop playing or else you're just fucked um but yeah and this one like it's 20 years old like you get all the quality of life improvements there still are players if like you do want that kind of interaction there's like actually a lot uh more players than i thought there were going to be um but like yeah, you can just do anything at your own pace, and like however slow or however fast that might be. Um, yeah, it's fun. That's good. That's it. All right, and then um, there's this other thing that Aaron and I have both been doing, and um, Rob, you're not gonna like this at all. We've been playing. Um, Guilty Gear Strive, the new game. Oh. Guilty Gear Strive. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, he really didn't like that one. Um, yeah, so uh, I did not have any intention to actually play Guilty Gear. I just wanted to research all of the lore um, and watch um, a lot of that and then find out what I was missing and then later find out that I should have never done it the whole time. And, uh, you know, I really enjoy uh, the game that i yeah that i got and uh aaron um do you want to talk about some of your experience with it like uh you got it how you prefer to play it your saga of of learning that um and then hours spent and who your favorite of uh i don't know you switched characters a few times but i don't know we haven't played in a few days so um so yeah I, i got the game and then I originally had a controller because I didn't have a fight stick, and then controller sucks ass, so I got a fight stick, and it's way better. Um, that game has, like, very, uh, like, it's very fast, and it has very tight inputs, and if you want to, like, win consistently, you have to be uh, precise yep. with what you want to do. Um, each match um, is, like, 20 seconds, <laughs> like, almost. Yeah. Um, it's, it's Usually, really that's, really like... Fast. There's a, you know, it's two to win uh, for one person. So it can be a maximum of uh, three matches uh, each 20 seconds. So like every game is like less than a minute, more than likely. Um, 
so yeah, it's a really, um, what is the word for it? It's really well put together. Um, it's really tight and like the controls and, um, the things that you can do, uh, some characters are way fucking better than others. <laughs> I mean, if you look at like leaderboards for uh, a lot of um, not leaderboards, but like like tournament um, tournaments that they've had, the winnings, the winners who are all like the same pool of three characters, like Soul Bad Guy, um, fucking what's her name, Ramlethal, and uh, Potemkin. Usually, those are like the big three um because they're just fucking better than the other characters like straight up overpowered yeah um and then that also leaves a lot of other characters like uh the one that i preferred or i wanted to play at first because you know i just like how they look that's kind of how i yeah pick my character is uh faust uh he sucks dick ass it's like <laughs> like in that type of game having more of a utility character is like it can work but he's just so slow that it doesn't work yeah so slow and like his hitboxes are so fucked up that like there's no safety for you to do anything and basically <laughs> all the other person has to do is just rush you down and then you're dead uh, there's nothing you can do about it basically yeah. um it sucks ass because he looks cool but it's like all right well the game like <laughs> it's very obvious that the game is like not really well balanced yeah um in a lot of ways uh and then i switched to a you know, I think I played Axel a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. He was all right. I think it was just like not really my playstyle, being ra- uh, more of a range character. Um, and he had like some weird inputs that it's not that like I couldn't do. It's just like that I didn't like doing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I like a you know because I think she kind of fits more into the category that they want you to play in which is just really fast um but she also does have like safer options um i think she's kind of like almost budget ramlethal who is like (laughs) has like very good uh close range mid-range and far range and a lot of safety ridiculous Um, it's just yeah it's like like versatile certain characters are compared to others and it's just like mm. wide though <laughs> like yeah it whoa. is yeah it's tough i mean like i hope the game gets like updated i mean i'm sure yeah. it will uh but hopefully sooner rather than later but yeah for sure. some characters like just are super annoying to play against because they just have so much available in their kit yeah that like it's hard to fight <laughs> with other characters um but yeah it's a super good game. The visuals are fucking amazing. The uh, music is also really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm glad that a lot of people are like buying it and playing it. It's like probably the most fighting, uh, the most played fighting game right now. I think, especially among like new players, uh, oh, which is really sure. interesting uh, for like any game, um, especially Guilty Gear. Yeah, like it was super niche even before, and now it's like kind of just thrust into the limelight of uh fighting games and i think like for good reason right like they have a lot of really interesting characters and mm-hmm. um the mechanics and the rollback uh net code that i think we were talking about earlier is like a really big uh big seller for that game um as it should be yep yeah it's a good ass game yeah so um basically aaron was like Aaron and a couple of our other friends were like, yeah, we just got this game. 
and we're gonna be playing it and learning it together you should totally get it and I was like well if you guys don't really want to play with me specifically haha uh, then I'm not gonna get it anyway that bit is uh, tired so I did <laughs> definitely get the game and uh, you know I uh, I'm pretty into smash I'm not like pro level in any stretch I just like to play it casually I, I like the challenge uh, they put into um, what is it specifically the um, it's not like the story mode but whatever smash ultimate had uh, I don't remember what it was called but anyway, no the like big map thing yeah that you would go through they had some like really yeah, messed that. up like things that you, they did with the spirits and like the challenges of like fighting yeah. all the characters and stuff and like a lot of people were like why is this so difficult why is this so annoying and you can really cheese it if you get all the spirits and you know how to counter all that stuff but for the most part, when you're first playing through it, like, and not new game plusing, that is, like, legitimately tough to get through a lot of, mm -hmm. uh, a lot of it. Or, like, if you're just playing it on, the, like, the normal difficulty as it was, like, balanced. Um, and I chose, like, the, the only way you get better at, a, uh, at games in general is to, uh, you know, play them, uh, uh, like, play them repeatedly and then learn the, like, what the game is, like, telling you. Specifically... It's, like, counter-philosophy to how I want to play, like, a lot of RPGs, which are just, like, a story that I am, like, playing through. And usually, uh, like, Kingdom Hearts is not the challenge. I'm, I'm not looking for a challenge there. I'm just looking to, like, have a good time and then, um, and, you know, just experience the story. Fighting game, especially Guilty Gear, where you just watch a four-hour movie and that's the lore and that's the story. Um, super incomprehensible. Not really what I'm looking for mm -hmm. it. So when I like watched all that stuff before, I was like, man, that didn't give me any satisfaction at all. I'm not really invested. But then when I, I played, I got like, a, I think Humble Bundle did like a Guilty Gear like collection for like, you can get all the games that are on PC for 10 bucks. And so I was like, cool. And I played a little bit of like Exerd or whatever, which has like... Mm -hmm the previous it's like the previous version of um like what strive is like has a lot of the same character overlap which um some characters didn't return which is kind of a bummer but they'll probably come in like dlc or whatever but um anyway i tried a bit of that and i didn't think it was like that um bad to like play and i knew it was like an actual fighting game with actual fighting game inputs comparatively to hmm. smash which is definitely for casuals it's meant to be casual even though um, people play it at a uh, professional level um but the point is i guess is like i went into it with uh if i want to have fun with this and like actually be decent i have to learn the inputs learn how to play the game because this game is technical it's not like free form you can't you can mash and you can have luck but it's that's all it is it's just luck um mm. so unless you learn like how your character literally does their moves and how other characters like what what they do and how to like counteract and like learn the systems of the game unless you know that at like a like pretty decent way you're not gonna really have too much success in like the ranked battles or going outside of your uh your pond of friends that you play with i guess mm. um so yeah it's like competitive for sure that's like by design a fighting game um and i'm having as probably more fun learning how to get good as it were than i like 
than just like when we all meet up to play the game because um it really is rewarding when you're like man i've been like screwing up this this uh training mission over and over again i'm playing on a controller by the way and uh the xbox d-pad is uh, xbox one specifically d-pad is not great and it's uh yeah it's probably like one of the worst ones that you could have <laughs> it sucks so much and um yeah getting the input and then learning to be precise on it on that is like i i think this is improving my dexterity and making me a better gamer overall um which is honestly like long time coming uh at this point but like super rewarding for when i like learn the timing on my inputs with the d-pad which i like it's a struggle to learn all that <laughs> stuff um and then pull it off precisely because sometimes your thumb or like in my case my thumb is just literally not fast enough to do the inputs that are required for the uh the training missions so hmm. Yeah, that's kind of, some of that's been tough and frustrating, but usually it's not insurmountable, which is the whole like point. And when you get through it, it's just like, nice, I nailed it. So, yeah, uh, it's a lot of fun. I personally, I guess I started out, I don't know. I don't really know who I started out playing, if you remember. Aaron. I was going to go, like as soon as I saw the game, I think I was going to go uh ramlethel because i just like liked her design but then i mm. but then like she's like overpicked everyone picks her and i'm like no nah, i can't i'm not doing that i'm not mirror matching <laughs> i don't think that's like personally fun like i play smash by a rule of i usually just hit random because every person really picks like five specific characters um and then if like no one's playing a specific character i'll go to like cloud or something like that i just have like characters that i like obviously but in this i was picking characters that no one at least in our friend group was playing or i didn't hear too much about other than like um some of the stuff they could do i've basically i played eno for a bit and she was kind of like um she wasn't really my play style but i mm -hmm. thought i think she's like like a lot of like fun to play but she isn't necessarily like the playstyle I am looking for, I guess. Right. Um, and then I switched over to um, Milia Rage, and she's like a really. I think you played Chip for a bit. Too. I yeah, between her and Chip, which they're both like I like. I've been like waffling, but I I like mm -hmm. Milia is like the character I've spent the most time with. But um, they're both the high speed characters, as like they label like the characters, and uh, yeah. That game, if it's already a fast game, now I'm playing the game at like an even, even faster speed. It's uh, kind of bonkers. It's really fun though, what they can do and how much you can move and do everything on the map. But uh, yeah, having a good time. I'm probably gonna keep having a good time, but don't expect uh, me to show up at any fighting game tournaments. It's not my, not my thing. I just I'm casual. Uh, yeah, you never know. <laughs> I say that, and then uh, everyone plays this clip when uh, I win the uh, Evo, if it even existed Evo anymore. <laughs> yeah, I highly recommend Guilty Gear if anybody is uh, yeah. on the fence about getting into fighting games. I think it's a very good starting one because there is a lot of depth and, and complexity to what you can do. But like in general, not, not a lot of the characters have uh, expanded movesets or 
terribly difficult inputs. Yeah, um, honestly, for the most part, they're pretty short lists of like things you need yeah. to know, and that's so. Yeah, it, it's not like something like Tekken, which is like no. every character has two hundred fucking moves. Yeah, but it's like every character has like their playstyle and like their moves and like the things that you can do with them and like learning how to do that and learning that like it's almost like it's like learning how to drive a car like on the highway mm -hmm. right like you don't need to do a lot no like you just need to be precise and you need to like learn when you can do something and like the punishes that you can do or like when your moves are like highly punishable and, like mm -hmm. it's a uh, a lot of analytics uh into it which i enjoy a lot but it's also like not all that terribly complex not uh, at all especially if you're playing with your no. friends and you can read them like um we specifically have two different uh romlethal players in our group and they play them <laughs> completely differently which is like kind of fun um mm -hmm. like if you like once you see like once you learn the game enough to see the differences and how they're playing the characters and then you can then counteract those things it's like cool that is like that is not the same character when you're watching a mirror match of them against each other then you know it's kind of snooze city but uh <laughs> you know it it isn't just like you know but yeah they definitely need to balance the game with the characters that are not like in the top tier uh yeah i know that i was recently like romethal's broken as heck soul bad guy super broken and then uh may who i don't think is in the top but her like she has this like dolphin combo which means nothing to mm -hmm. anyone but uh she has this like it's a whole meme now yeah she has this combo where she can just like destroy you into the corner infinitely unless you know how to mitigate it with like one version of the combo um mm -hmm. it's just wind up time and execution is too fast to counter it's just broken it's just broken so yeah. um and people will choose like cheese that so that they can get like rank up that's kind of the name of the game mm. so yeah it was fun i'm really enjoying it so uh more of that i played some uh scarlet nexus i played the uh other half of the demo and it actually while i was like hype on the first half of the demo i was less hype on the second half because it's um basically just different characters in a different area um and they uh and like oh uh, so like the different characters have different personalities but it's the same scenario and so it's different characters with different personalities in a different area having literally the same conversations just hmm. they're performed differently they like just instead of like being like oh we're going over here it's oh we're going over here like that's literally the difference in uh <clears throat> in it for the most part like you fight the same boss at the end um but yeah uh and that's like weirding me out because i just based on the first like playthrough with the like dude character i was like oh so there's two characters who are different and will have different stories but now i'm like they're gonna have the same story that's slightly different i guess but i don't know like i don't know if these characters like interact at all mm -hmm. or because they have different backstories and they have different play styles so right whatever i uh currently am not gonna buy the full game but mm. uh, i might do it relatively soon uh the world ends with you neo the world ends with you comes out 
in about a week and a half so i'll wait on that one but uh yeah at some point soon maybe by summer's end i'll pick up scarlet nexus because i am interested in it enough to uh go further and i i know i've talked about this before but the soundtrack for that game is uh incredible so you know i i've also heard that uh people were like, giving it good reviews but like they were down on the story they were just like it's whatever but you know mm-hmm. uh the gameplay is fun um and that's enough it, it, the world's interesting to me it's not like cyberpunk either so like people confuse it with cyberpunk but you know whatever uh that's uh other than i watched all of resident evil infinite darkness which if you've if just to fully um no now rob pays attention is it a show or a movie <laughs> it's a movie. okay it's a 90 minute movie split up into four episodes like how they did with the fucking what was that movie that super long one the the irishman yeah the irishman yeah but instead of being four smaller movies it's like four <laughs> half hour episodes which yeah. is like not even a half hour they're like 23 to 25 minutes and so yeah uh yeah so it is if this is your first um introduction to characters like claire and leon and all you otherwise know from them is the resident evil 2 remake it is not worth your time to watch this film if you played resident evil 4 and you know that pretty well it is a great more of that i guess um <laughs> if you're a relatively new fan and you're just you know a little bit like these characters and that they like have a dynamic and a backstory together um not worth the your uh 90 minutes in my opinion it's like fine but it's like mostly philosophy about stuff and then it's like uh just people talking at each other with like i didn't and i never felt ever that like the characters were in danger ever the whole time (laughs) i was watching it they'd be put in these like dangerous situations and i was like okay (laughs) basically superheroes right yeah like some of the stuff leon was doing i was like wow this dude could be uh like he was we'll talk about it in a moment but he was better at um black widow's job than black widow is (laughs) i was just like this dude was a rookie cop in resident evil 2 and now he's a literal superhero with what seems to be like superhuman strength in a lot of ways because he just was like captain america yeah honestly i would watch (laughs) that if uh, yeah i mean i'm not gonna lie like the the premise of the movie is he's been called in on the secret team because he saved the president's daughter. And that's like him saving the president's daughter is like the plot of Resident Evil 4. And um, I'm not a Resident Evil 4, like, or franchise. Resident Evil franchise, um, like, I haven't played the games. I don't know very much about anything, like, firsthand. Everything I've watched is from, like, videos on the internet. So uh, take that with a grain of salt. But, yeah, it's just kind of hilarious that the president's just like Leon. You're the best of the best. Thanks for saving my daughter. Anything right next ever... to the photo of Sonic and Shadow the Hedgehog. It might it out. might as well be. I'm not even joking. <laughs> it might as well be. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, and then Claire basically does nothing the whole movie. She's just like there at the White House and is a journalist or whatever. It's um to uh to put it in a way that Rob's smile of uh, thinking about watching this film um will disappear <clears throat> instantaneously. It's like Lois Lane's character in the Zack Snyder films. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that sucks. That yeah. sucks. Um it's really I, you you go Rob you you continue. Oh uh, nothing. The the big thing I heard is uh when you're not playing the game and all that, you realize man, some of this dialogue is just stupid. Yep. Yep. Is the big takeaway I heard like the line that fear oh it's yeah. created in your brain oh yeah and then like, they re- you know where that. terror comes from it's from fear yeah or like something like that yeah they uh they repeat that over and over again like that's like it comes out of nowhere it's like hey is the like i think it's episode two and they're like having characters having conversation with each other and they're like hey do you know fear <laughs> and i'm like okay here we go and it's like this is the mission statement of the whole movie fear blah 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 i'm gonna show them fear and it's like um all the vocal performances are like top notch and it's like the dialogue that they were given is really tough and i i mean it's not supposed to be like shakespeare or anything like super yeah it's supposed to be very campy yeah it's like they take it to another level and i um like the I don't remember his name, but uh, the voice actor for uh, that guy who says that line uh, is Ray Chase, who's the voice of Noctis, who's the voice of uh-huh. the Master of Masters. Um, he uh, he's like really good at what he does, but like it, no one could have made that line good. Like yeah. that is just like such a bad line that I'm just like I the believability on like the selling like the character that he sold in like the first episode and like up until that point was just like gone because now he's just like a hilarious like joke machine and i'm just like okay (laughs) yeah so uh if you liked the previous direct-to-dvd resident evil cg films if you like them watch this if you don't care then it's not like whatever it's really just whatever i i almost forgot all of it because of how whatever it is um Leon's really cool though. He's too cool for for what they put him in. Like the plot and scenario and writing was, they made the coolest possible character with no flaws, and then they try and be like trying to like milk the backstory and character dynamics that these characters are supposed to have that I don't have any context for. Um, as a zombie breaks into Rob's house. Um, yeah. Did you did you hear that? Yes. Like the giant. Yeah. Anyway, I think somebody is outside, like using the hose. All we heard was uh, the uh, just the banging sounds, and then we can't hear anything. Okay. Anyway, all right. That was that uh, for Resident Evil uh, Infinite Darkness. If you're into that kind of thing, cool. Um, okay. And then, other than that, I watched the Terminal, and all I have to say about the Terminal is, if no one knows what that ancient movie is, it is a Tom Hanks film where he is uh, from a country. The premise is he arrives to America. He's stuck in an airport because his country is, like, uh, taken over, and there's, like, a, a coup. 
that happens in his country while he's in the air. And so his country is dissolved. And the the premise is that he cannot be released into New York City because he doesn't have a valid passport anymore. So he can't leave and he can't be put on a plane home because his country does not exist. So he has he's like forced to stay in the airport. And because he for one, from a lack of understanding of the situation, and two, because he isn't like his character is presented as a like follows the rules type character like in a very like literally there's no wiggle room it's oh you told me to wait so i'm waiting what what the antagonist of the film wants him to do is walk outside the the doors so that uh he can be like he has then broken the law and he can be arrested by um like the police basically um yeah and so he wouldn't be the airport's problem I believe the, he stays in the airport for six to nine months. Like, he lives in the airport for six to nine months uh, or something like that. Yeah. I remember seeing the trailer to this, and I remember it was like I was young enough that I was a kid when I saw the trailer. I was like, living in an airport sounds fun, was my was the take was I got Hanks. from it. Tom Hanks. It's actually a, a really good film. I'm not going to lie. I really like yeah. the film. Um, so it's Castaway, but inside in an airport. airport. <laughs> uh, I believe Robin Williams did a not a, a, not a film that is similar in other than a uh, like like I believe Robin Williams did a film where he was like Russian and he defected to America, and that's about as as much overlap as Tom Hanks in. Um, in the terminal has with that film, but I kept thinking about it because I I know about that mm-hmm. film. Um, What's the name of that one? I think it's called. Is it not Living in America? I don't remember. I don't remember. I'll, I'll look it up. Anyway, um, yeah. So I watched that, and the weirdest thing that I felt about the whole movie, the whole after two over two hours watching this film and like having the plot go, the weirdest thing that uh that happened was that it was directed by steven spielberg <laughs> and i was just like my brain was like blown uh so. did you did you see it at the beginning or did it at the ending no was, I, th- like, I, did, I missed by... it didn't read it on the netflix preview i just at the end when it in big words in front of my face that directed by steven spielberg i was like why <laughs> like why did he make this movie <laughs> I mean, every once in a while he likes to do a smaller movie yeah but yeah it's that's i was just a, like baffled by it uh yeah it's like watching uh fucking crazy stupid love and then seeing like stanley kubrick directed. oh my god <laughs> uh yeah who's uh the actress who plays uh gamora oh uh zoe zeldana and yeah then she also pl- who's she Saldana. who does she play in um Star Trek. Uh, she plays Ohora. Ohora. Uh, yeah, Uhura. Isn't she Uhura. also in um, Avatar? She is. She's got like the sci-fi uh, department like yeah. nailed down. Okay, so she was also in this. And yes, she, and she does a yes, she does uh, a whole Star Trek reference, and this is years, years yeah. before that. Uh, so I was just like, wow. This is uh, the precursor. They predicted it. Yeah, I was yeah. just like... Whenever I think about uh, airport movies, I remember seeing the intro to Up in the Air with George Clooney. 
Yep. And the whole intro is just about how good he was at going through the airport. <laughs> like he was like, yeah, I get to the line and I take off my shoes and belt before they even ask me to. Awesome. And I have it all ready. And I only have one carry on bag with my laptop in it because that's all I need. <laughs> oh, you want to see my airport premium pass where I can go to the uh, smokers lounge? And it was so fucking lame. <laughs> and I was like, why does anybody like know about this enough to like be able to write it perfectly and then also make a movie about it uh i don't know what the rest of the movie is about because i didn't fucking care yeah i remember Uh, thinking i was like okay there has to be more to this and i bought up in the air on dvd and i've never watched it because no one ever wants to watch up in the air with me so i think all i ever hear about is uh just watch catch me if you can really doesn't that take place in a lot of airports or something a little bit, yeah. Know. There's a whole segment where he's a airport pilot. So I thought the, yeah, the like uh, cover of the DVD is them running through an airport. Oh, it's them like also, running. Tom Hanks, right? Also Tom Hanks. Yeah, um, it's like it's one of the reoccurring themes, like that and him peeing in a movie. Like some re- people say, like Tom Cruise likes to run in every movie. Uh, Steven Spielberg likes John bright lights and tom hanks always seems to pee in a lot of his movies like for an elongated amount i don't remember if he peed but he did spend like quite a bit of time in the bathroom doing um hilarious things like he was uh like there's this moment in the film where this businessman guy uh was like does it ever like they're both like either shaving or brushing their teeth in the airport like bathroom and it he turns to tom hanks's character and he's like does it ever feel like you live in an airport? And uh, that's the joke, guys. Because <laughs> he, he does. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. When did that yeah. movie come out, Rob? Can you answer me uh, when the Terminal came out? Terminal. I'm Let's just see. trying I to believe... like gauge if it was pre-9-11 or not. I feel like it has to I believe to be. it was post-9-11. Oh, okay. Hang on, let me see. Because I'm, I'm like, the whole film, I was like, this has to be before. It can't be after, because what, like what like governmental body would allow someone to just live in an airport and i get it's a film obviously i guess 2004 wow that is that is way newer than i expected it to uh yeah it was i i think it's based on a true story oddly really wow yeah there you go hang on I can't believe it's based on a true story where Tom Hanks got trapped in an airport for nine months. <laughs> and he was locked out of his country. Yeah. Uh, okay, that's it for the terminal. I can't believe I actually talked about it on the show. The whole time <laughs> I was watching that film as well, I was like, man, I can't believe Tom Hanks was in this movie. Then I had the realization that Steven, Steven Spielberg was in it. And I was like, I don't... Like, do I talk about this on the uh, on the podcast? Like, Why? like does anyone care i think that i thought you guys would be weirded out by it that's why to bring it up i mean okay. we got we talked about airport movies and all that like i feel like it was worth bringing up yes yes um <laughs> good all right the last thing we will talk about on the show over two hours and seven minutes long show <laughs> and counting will be black widow full spoilers yeah. for black widow uh we have seen the film um I don't, uh, Rob, I just need to triple confirm you've seen the film. I've seen the film. Aaron, you've seen the film. Okay. I've seen too much of the film based on a request you asked me to do, but we'll get into that. 
No, we don't have to. Uh, yeah, no, so no, we're getting into it. Um, <laughs> so full spoilers for uh, Black Widow, and um, well, well, let's just say our opinions of it before we go into spoilers. So no spoilers, just our opinions. I'll start as an example. Yeah, going up. I liked the film, but I felt that tonally it was either way too light or way too dark for a standard Marvel film. Um, for the for the majority of the, like the whole time, the intro sequence, while cool, um, like made me feel weird things with with the way they did it. And then um, overall, uh, I felt like the film should have come out when it chronologically takes place and not um, post End Game. Um, yeah, that is how I feel. Which you, either of you can uh, pick up. Aaron, would you like to go? I mean, I like the movie. Um, I thought it was good. I think, uh, yeah, it was different than a lot of other Marvel movies, but I don't mind that because I think they're, I don't know. It's like they're willing to go into a territory that comic books always have been where they just go a little bit darker because they know that like, hey, not just kids watch this shit. And uh, I mean, not that I think that things geared towards adults should always be darker and uh, be more mature in that way. But I think like seeing that is a uh, interesting and it kind of makes it a little bit more grounded in a lot of ways. Um, like, Hey, there is a lot of fucked up shit going on. Like this world that they live in is like a lot like ours uh, more than we think, um, which is unfortunate. Uh, but I think it's also good that they like call attention to those kinds of things. But yeah, I think that it, <laughs> It should have come out fucking after Civil War. It was, like, so stupid for it to not have come out after Civil War because, like, there's almost no point in, like, any of it. Yeah. It's, like, weird. I don't know. I I still did like it. Yeah, the intro was pretty fast. Like, a lot of the action is super good, and I think if you're kind of looking for a movie that is almost removed from, like, the rest of the things, like, I think you can go into this movie and, like, enjoy it without having seen much uh many of the other marvel movies um because you can just kind of assume or they just like tell you stuff that has happened before um and if you don't even care about that stuff there's like a lot of good action sequences yeah also um i will add just like a little bit to aaron's thing if you if this was your first film and you just want to see like a born like uh kind of like spy thriller movie cool and you don't know anything else about any other sp- uh um um i almost said spider-man marvel. why did i say spider-man marvel movies um there's spiders you know black widow spider-man you if know. you don't know anything else about any marvel movie that has ever come out just when the credits hit just turn the movie off uh, yeah. as, or walk that out of the true. theater that's it perfect yeah. self-contained thing for the most part if you have no context mm-hmm. And just, yeah. just it's done. Don't don't look for that uh, after credit see, uh, scene. Yeah, um, it's it, your Hobson Shaw of the Marvel universe. Yes, where you'll have questions, but not too many. And now it is Rob's um, spoiler-free uh, opinion about the uh, general feelings of the of the thing. I mean, the movie one was word. a mess. Um, <laughs> One word is it a mess. That's the word you chose. Can, can I? Uh, can I cement? You, have two, uh, you can have words. two words. You can have two words. Can I have three? You can have three and a half words. 
Okay. Anyway. Okay. We only got like one one really loud sound. <laughs> uh, it's good. Good. No, I I I liked it a lot. Um, I I keep hearing, and I I there is the whole like I think it fits tonally and it fits in its scale with the time it probably should have come out, mm-hmm. yeah. and I feel like that's probably the time in it because right now we're kind of in a Marvel phase where things are like both going smaller scale but have grander elements in it. I believe like uh, we have everything with WandaVision. It all takes place in a small town and all that, but it's dealing with a huge event and like we've got so on and so forth. Loki is the biggest thing we've had so far as far as like scale. Um, I do feel like this movie did kind of need to come out. Like, I think it's a, it's a big thing with like, and I think I've said this a couple of times, like, um, you guys know who Ike Perlmutter is and all that? Yeah. 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 Aaron, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. This was like one of the things that like, he was like, we're not ever going to make a female centered film. We're not going to ever make a black centered film. We're not going to make an Asian centered film. And like, luckily he's gone now. And like, we're now able to make these movies that should have been made years ago. Mm. And I, I'm glad it finally came out. I'm glad we finally got a black widow movie. Um, it's long overdue. And that's kind of the general feeling. Uh, unfortunately, like, again, I feel like it should have come out much earlier. Mm-hmm. Luckily, I believe that years from now when we're rewatching this and we can watch this in chronological order, it's, yeah. it's not going to matter as much. We're going to be able to, it's going to probably be much better slapped, slapped in with everything. But, um, yeah, I, I really liked what they did. It's I I will say uh, comparatively, it is it's not one of my favorites, mm-hmm. but it's still like it's something I will go back and rewatch. It's something I had a lot of fun with. Um, the first uh, action sequence was very engaging to me. Um, I feel like it it stumbles a tiny bit in the last act, but I feel like for the most part, it does enough to kind of carry it through all right good let's get into the uh the uh nitty-gritty uh spoilers the plot the whole nine um we're not going to uh spend too much time because we're already running way long on the podcast yeah. but uh let's uh let's go into it they start uh the movie with young kids and honestly this is like 10 to 15 minutes it feels like to me and it's like, I'm like, I just like feel like I'm watching a movie that's not in like, it has, it's like, uh, they like uploaded the wrong, um, file <laughs> to Disney plus. That's how it felt when I was watching it. Um, and then it was like, oh, actually this is, uh, uh a Marvel movie when like the shield vans show up as, uh, well, what? And like right before that, when he, Sheriff yeah. Hopper yeah. throws a fucking car. Yeah, I was kind of bummed out immediately when he did that because I was like, oh, okay, he just is that guy now. He just is that guy and he has no, like, we're not going to get that origin. We're not going to find out more about him. Obviously, 
Do we really need to know? I don't need to. I would have liked to seen it though. Uh, that's just yeah. how I felt about it. Mm-hmm. Um, cause like I was interested in his his character. He's a new character. We know about yeah. like despite like them showing that she was raised with her sister for three years in America as like sleeper agents, like f- from a very young age. Like despite that, I pretty much like like the Black Widow character doesn't evolve at all in the whole film she just is more of herself like Mm. the plot line the her through thread that for that film is recognizing that even if she didn't have a family uh or she thought she didn't have a family and and she having actually she has actually two families she finds out or she comes to terms with over the whole film um that are both both difficult and broken in their own ways like that's her like story i um it it like okay but um we already know a the end of this character and b she didn't grow otherwise like she just like okay i understand that now and then she just is a person and then the other thing in her other plot is shield required her to kill uh some guy as her defection and to join shield basically for for her like to not be a black widow anymore or not to be like the red rooms black widow and uh all she did was kill um this this young girl and then the movie tries to justify that she's not that bad even though she's definitely murdered a bunch of other people in cold blood uh, and probably other kids because she was totally willing to kill this kid as well just because she didn't kill that kid uh because we find out she's alive later on in the film does not like uh, I mean, she said it was like her and also all of Shield and also Hawkeye. Yeah, but yeah. it does not make it doesn't make her less bad. Is all I'm trying to say. It makes them all I, worse. <laughs> like I think, I think it goes into the fact of I think that the moral of the movie is there's never time to change. There's never not the time to change, and there you're never broken. And I, I mean, think the point of it why. was that like her entire life she was being controlled by other people and it's like yeah. even if she found like this safe place within shield who probably were just still you know uh fucking hydra at that point uh they were still like just as bad as yeah. like the yeah. other people that she was running away from i won't yeah. deny that i'm just not saying I... that just because you're forced to do something uh like it alleviates you from doing that thing yeah, and I think that's why, as we go on, like that's why she's more set into saving this girl, like making sure that she can take back a little bit of her soul, like back. I I, I don't. Even I don't it's disagree. like a huge. It's a huge hazard at the last minute, but yeah. it's like it's something that she needs to do to recover some part of her soul again. I don't disagree with you, but I also don't think it was like executed as well as it should have been if that if like that makes any sense like mm. i think that what they did and how they like uh what the story that they were telling i don't think it was bad um the movie the way it plays out tries to convince you that she is good guy like good guy now in my opinion like the movie for uh kids in, in a lot of ways is trying to be like black widow actually good you can buy this action figure guilt free parents i i would i think i would kind of disagree because they go through the effort of every character like saying like 
Yeah, and you're the killer that's now uh, hanging around with on magazines and all that. Yeah, Isn't but she that said, great? She said sorry though, so it's okay. <laughs> so it's okay now. I think it's all. I think this show is a. This is a, about her trying to get past that. It is trying to get her to the point where she is a hero, full out. And I think this is like, I don't know, just kind of her whole goal getting the red off her ledger. Okay. But that's kind of where I'm standing with it. That's yeah, all. I don't, I don't, I, again, I don't disagree with you. I just don't think it was like, I don't think they had enough time to do it. Yeah. I guess. is is all. That's... There's, there's part of this movie where it just feels like uh, we just cut to the ending. Yeah. Is mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they could have skipped that whole plot line because it didn't. Like I, like you had mentioned before, like she kind of ends up almost in the same place where she was, and that's kind of also because like there were movies after that that she was in yep. yeah. where she hadn't changed, and it's like yeah, this is just kind of like smack dab in between like two points where she was the same, yep. and so how do we get her from being the same to being the same? And like yeah, having that whole like plot line where she kills that kid is kind of like didn't really matter nope. because like making the taskmaster that person like they could have just been anybody like it doesn't really matter if she was the one directly involved or if she wasn't she was still like a part of like uh what's his name's Dracov's like whole fucking thing so like i don't know it was kind of weird they did it the way that it made the most sense but they could have also just not done it or done something different yeah I, I think it's going to pay off eventually with, like, the whole fact that it is Dracoff's daughter and, like, us knowing that Taskmaster trains uh, villains and thugs to, like, for the Marvel Universe just kind of... That could end up becoming a big part of what she chooses down the line if they decide to continue with Taskmaster's journey. So... Yeah, I mean, I don't know what the fuck they're going to do with that shit. Because yeah. it's, yeah. like, assumed at the end credits that um her sister took care of all that almost um i don't know if she's like necessarily done with it but it's like yeah cut to the future after infinity war um she is like driving around america i guess uh visiting um black widow's grave uh so it's like okay so she's just like free to do whatever she wants now she's done with everything yeah she might be a freelance thunderbolt or whatever they're gonna end up doing yeah with, uh... let's um let's go more about the movie before we go into how i uh how i and you guys feel about the uh, end credit scene which was totally filmed super recently uh holy crap uh that was like hey you're on the set of the winter soldier uh the falcon winter soldier reshoots come come do this thing we got we got like 20 minutes to film this scene Hmm. that was not I, no way was that the original uh post credit scene in the last actually, year it, it was actually supposed to be it was uh she was supposed to appear in this one first really yeah last may yeah a year Elaine ago from Seinfeld. yeah and we were supposed to <laughs> as the audience members like like just not be in in like confused, our, confused beyond confused i think yeah, I don't. I feel like that would have been. I feel I like they the probably way wanted you to be confused, were... and then like the scenes in Falcon Winter Soldier when she does come in, it'd be like, oh, that's who that was, or whatever. But so yeah, uh, I, it makes more sense this way, but also it makes more sense to not have that and have this movie come out in the past. It <laughs> hits know, right me. After. It hits me 
like badly both ways like th- me thinking about it like why is elaine from seinfeld here talking about hiring uh hmm. black widow's sister she and, doesn't introduce herself uh black widow's sister already knows who she is yeah um, yeah they, so like so, all we would come from yeah. that is she's just elaine from seinfeld like i would not know anything and people would speculate for months until the the uh, disney plus show came out rob you're also yeah are, are you not frozen okay cool yeah um and then i w- when i watched the scene i was like oh wow they just had her in uh falcon winter soldier and i totally don't like that like i don't like the context it kind of like felt like the whole movie just was like hey we um need to tell you that there's a new black widow in this new actress and she has a legacy with the old black widow which you already know she dies so here's our post credit scene where we have a new black widow doing some stuff maybe she's not supposed to be doing like i just that didn't sit right with me personally i was just like did she not like learn anything (laughs) yeah it was kind of weird the the setup that they had it's like uh here's what's gonna happen in the hawkeye show uh black widow's sister is gonna try to kill hawkeye yeah yeah that was the one part that like my my friends that i watched it with like we all turned to each other and we said how how do they know yeah that's what i thought i was like oh so you were there on that distant planet at a different point in time and space uh, and you saw hawkeye push (laughs) black widow off a cliff apparently yeah, I guess if you're on so, that planet and seeing it from a distance, it looks like he dropped her to her death. Yep. Maybe. Mm-hmm. But even then, like, I, I don't know. The Red Skull it, came back and told her because he's also on yeah, the world. It might. Who knows? Dude, I really liked uh, the beginning of the film when um, uh, Thunderbolt Ross shows up and he's like, we got you. And she's like in the bathroom and we're like, oh man, she's totally about to get got by these guys. I'm really worried for her. And then she exits a boat bathroom in a different country. And he's just like, like, what do you mean? And she's just like expert spy lady. Loved it. Thought it was incredible. Then she lives in a tiny house for like, uh, five seconds five seconds and this like nameless man shows up and he's like i can get you whatever you want trust me and (laughs) um i don't know who he is the vaguely romantic relationship of them just being friends of this guy they just introduced out of nowhere to me i maybe he's like has a huge legacy in mcu i don't remember seeing him once so no uh, i don't think he's been in yeah so i'm just like either his part got really like cut rewritten or whatever or just he's coming back later i don't know just was like weird that they like gave so much focus to this it was like a weird um like they had uh almost side like the allusions to like oh yeah he's been helping out the whole time kind of thing yeah it's like okay you can do that but also let us know who he is because we don't know and black widow dies after this movie so are we gonna find out ever that's also i was like what are you doing like why would you do that i Uh, think it's kind of going in like the vein of like they wanted to give her like kind of a cue almost where like we'd we'd have somebody just we'd find out who her like supplier would be for all of her equipment when she's not working with shields so 
Yeah, I guess and so. They're, and they're definitely trying to, they, by the end of it, like, they have a very Roger Moore-esque Bond uh, finale that uh, I feel like they allude to right at the beginning when they show Natasha's the big fan of James Bond. Yeah, I guess, Roger. I guess I just don't know much about James Bond, so I couldn't, like, relate to those mm-hmm. uh, illusions or whatever. Yeah um what else that happens uh her sister is apparently in budapest at her safe house in budapest and she sends her package to be forwarded apparently to her wherever she is uh well i think uh what's his name because that guy like owns that apartment or whatever and he let black widow use it for like the old budapest uh incident that they always uh talked about um and i think he brought the mail over from there because she wasn't using the place mm-hmm. he brought it to where she was now which uh, so there's just some stuff that he begs to the question why did um when did the scene where she is de brainwashed uh black widow sister when did that happen chronologically and yeah um how long were those vials just like chilling in the mm-hmm. mail um because like chron- like to me that felt like a lot of time had passed, but apparently it was like narratively not that much time. I don't know. Like I like that it was nebulous enough for me to like it, like my uh, level of acceptance of like the things that are happening in the story that tr- like was triggered. Basically, I was just like, this isn't believable. They didn't explain the timetable enough to mm-hmm. to make me like on board. So I wasn't on board with that, but I just accepted it because the movie had to keep going i guess um yeah it was weird and then she is attacked by um this super soldier robot man um and she's like you know everything that i know how to do but also that my friends know how to do um Mm -hmm. and uh she's such a cool spy that she totally found out immediately that um they wanted the vials and so she took the vials and pretended to die but uh and jump off the cliff the whole time i mean sure <laughs> i mean the the taskmaster like slowly deliberately walked towards the vial case so like no i'm I'm, I'm being a hyperbolic i i don't okay. like no they they spent the time to, cho- to be like oh like i figured it out they're after the vials and like they did the thing where i was just being hyperbolic um anyway triggers it out gets to budapest finds her sister fights her sister because that's how they communicate with each other um even though she loves her sister like a real sister it was real to her i kept waiting for something where it was like we're gonna find out they had an like huge uh like kind of fight that like kind of tore them apart Mm mm-hmm but I guess the aggression that's in there is just because she left the Black Widow program without taking her with her, and she, which never, is also a thing to be, maybe. and she never right. about. Yeah. called her to see if she was alive or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So I, I mean, I guess that's yeah. a lot of hostility. I mean, I wasn't sure if uh, Natasha was like under the assumption that her sister was still in the Black Widow program, and that's yeah. a part of why they were fighting. Yeah. Um, yeah just like see like are you still fucking brainwashing shit so i don't don't know yeah yeah i wasn't too unhappy with it i was just like 
man, that's pretty brutal for um for that thing to happen. Uh, but okay. And then uh, they talk a lot about uh, things that happened there in Budapest in the past with Hawkeye, and then they never show a flashback or talk or, or they tell us exactly what happened or whatever. Uh, just it all ends with uh, Drakov's uh, building get, getting blown up and his daughter being blown up. And then, oh, yeah, he's been alive the whole time. Also, he's doing worse mm-hmm. things now. Um, right. And then Taskmaster has this awesome tank that completely destroys everything. Isn't it like literally Terminator 2? Wouldn't we just watch <laughs> that? It's a little bit of Terminator 2, a little bit of Goldeneye. Okay. A little bit of more, more uh, James Bond. Um, which I mean, it's a spy thriller. It should be James Bond. I just don't. It's a blind spot in my uh, watching okay. history. Um, the shield is not Captain America's shield, so it just embeds itself in places and does not bounce back. No ricochet uh, stuff there, guys. That sequence was super cool. I thought that um, a lot of like the chase sequences and the ac- action sequences. We'll get to the. Um, the uh, red guardian a prison escape that was like one of the coolest sequences uh, mm-hmm. i've seen nice. in a marvel film and i'm like that's sick i really like the white suit that she wore for all of that one <laughs> that was her winter camo yeah it was also yeah. james bond-esque a little bit yeah yeah I, I didn't mind it i, I liked it yeah mm-hmm. it kept her, it stayed around yeah until yeah. she needed to switch costumes yeah, yeah they need to sell multiple different um Figures. yeah you need to get multiple toys um did anything else happen oh they hid in the vent that uh they hid in for years and taskmaster yeah. apparently doesn't have an infrared function on... i think she said like weeks yeah uh yeah. doesn't have an infrared function on uh the helmet so they just couldn't look up you just have to have your like google search for different fighting moves on there yeah i guess so, so. yeah i don't know i just nitpicky at that point uh Prison Escape was cool. Red Guardian is um, hilariously bad. Like, hilariously bad and, like, he is a not great dude. Like, he's he is a, a bad father. He is, like, old world mentality of a lot of things. Yeah. Um, I personally didn't like the, like, I guess rewind a little bit before Taskmaster attacks. Uh, or, I guess, after Taskmaster attacks, but before they save uh, or escape Alexi. Um the i didn't think their dynamic clicked and i didn't really like or care about natasha in this film like i just was like you like her because she's black widow she was in other films like i she didn't specifically click with me until she was like with her sister and they were being like less robotic and antagonistic towards each other when they were like they did the sibling thing that when that clicked and they made the joke and then they stole that car that is like when the movie really sold the premise to me of like what they mm-hmm. were doing here, they it really did take that long for me to be that like invested in the film beforehand. I was like, how are they going to make this work with a character that's dead? Like it really was <laughs> until that point that I was just like, there's cool stuff here, but it's not like the character hook I'm looking for. That's yeah. when that happened. Um, I think, I think black widow is a, character that like works with teams mm-hmm. like i feel like you need to either have a buddy cop movie or you need to have like her on the avengers like yeah. i feel like you uh, originally i thought like i remember there's like an old post i was like hey marvel when are you gonna do the winter soldier uh black widow 
team up movie because they were like a couple in the comics for years. Wow. And I feel like they probably made a much better movie than that would have been. So, yeah. um, I don't know. The helicopter sequence is really cool. It was really cool. She blew up the building. That was cool. Um, yeah, they went to they, the, the pig farm. They crash. Uh, they have the, like the best joke in the whole movie is just the smash cut from the, like, yeah, the, the plane should be able to make that, it there. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I just, that was like, I don't know why that was just so effective, but <laughs> it, was, it was just great. They, um, went to the pig farm. They had this horrifying scene where they, um, didn't let that yeah. pig breathe for like two minutes. And I was just like, okay, one, like Disney doing that in the first place. Like that's kind of really like, that's an extended dark. I don't know. Like that's animal, like cruelty on screen I mean, i'm like really bothered by this i kind of i liked kind of how they showed the extent of like how like each member of the family was like kind of a different kind of villain archetype in yeah. the past like red guardian is, is like a kind of bruiser like kind of mm-hmm. uh like uh, enforcer kind of villain and then she's the mad scientist yeah and like i i was just like okay i like the dynamic of the family here so yeah um but that but that was like that was a scene where i was like i was just uh, let let the pig breathe and that was like let the pig breathe. that was like i don't know if that was uh like there was like a few like a few different things that were like ex- excessively dark in like what i would imagine like i'm not like imagining a marvel movie to do this is what they're doing and like that and that scene and the like broken leg black widow and then she blows half of her face off yeah. that was she just breaks like her own nose she that, i i don't really mind that honestly that yeah. was less intense than like showing and lingering on the shot of her broken leg yeah. and then also then blasting her face off and then showing us like i could see that they like they show the screen where she has like you can see that the leg's broken but showing the broken leg like actively and then showing the face after she's blown her face off like have we had that much like that visually like like which character was this it was the uh black widow that was chasing them and oh yeah, yeah 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 like i don't know if we've had like that much linger on like the like how brutal it is in uh like I guess logically, I think like think about the movies. Yeah, sure, for sure. Like it all happens, but we don't see it. It's not that I have like an aversion to seeing it. I'm just like, I would watch a, a an HBO show or something like to that effect, or like I could see it in the boys. Like it's way toned down from the boys or something. But like, did not expect to see a big blockbuster Marvel movie, which is like you could argue are like some of the most sanitized media to see that like. I don't know. Um, I guess I, I because of that. I think it's because they're accused of being sanitized. Yeah. I think it's they're pushing limits now to kind of break out of their mold. Okay, I I don't disagree. I just I guess I was it was unexpected and um, yeah, it was. I feel like they maybe toned it up because they wanted people to be like talking about it, like how brutal it was, so they could drive up sales because maybe people didn't want to see it because it was a female-led movie that's just like my thought process about it 
but um, not how I personally feel. I was going to see it either way. Like I wanted it to know, but I could understand from a marketing perspective, like we need to make it br more brutal than any other of the films so that people talk about it and like, you gotta go see the Black Widow movie. I don't think that it was tonally uh, different from the rest of the film, if that makes any sense. I just like, as like a set piece within the Marvel Cinematic Universe, it felt like a like darker note. Anyway, mm -hmm. the pig scene was disturbing. Um, uh, they have some small character moments that go awry because that's how they go. Um, and then the villains attack because the mom notified them the whole time. Uh, yeah, before she, before they even talked, she just kind of, yeah. like, before she could realize, like, oh, no, I really do love these people again. Yeah. Um, and then they get to the, uh, the big um, air facility the red yeah. room that was no one spotted ever um in the well, i mean it's that's definitely helicarrier technology i'm guessing oh, for that sure. they're using they i mean like based that, on, you go i know i that like when that happened it was like okay that's that's different but it makes sense in the universe yeah. so i was just like yeah okay that's like that's a flat out like moonraker like james bond villain mm -hmm. like i made a base on the moon thing but yeah i uh i was like eh, i guess it makes sense but it just comes out of nowhere yeah i was i didn't mind i was just like uh no one's noticed that thing and also yeah like everything like it does make sense within the film because everything that like the technology they've pre been presenting is all stolen from other places yeah like the mind control technology stolen from shield Hellcarrier technology stolen from Shield. The AI uh, algorithm that was monitoring like how to track things is like literally identical to the, the Tony Stark in suit armor yep. in Civil War. Civil War. Yeah. So uh, I get it. I totally get it. Um, they go into the Hellcarrier. They they um, basically want to know how. Uh, what is her name? sister widow Lelena. uh she how she um got d mind controlled and so they want to make that not happen so they're gonna take her brain out and then yeah. uh red guardian is uh finally coming clean but it's all an act because he's trying to perform for his daughter who is not in the other room but it's actually his fake wife because they pulled the whole switcheroo with the masks and um Black Widow is in front of the big boss the whole time. And then he totally knew the whole time. And also, uh, that's not actually uh, um, what everyone thought Taskmaster was. That's um, Dracov's daughter the whole time. And everyone which in the audience... Pissed off, which yeah. probably pissed off a huge yeah. set of nerds. Yeah. I mean, uh, I kind of assumed it yeah. from the movie. Like, uh... uh I wasn't I, I, expecting them to put Taskmaster Taskmaster in one to one yeah, when no. they had the whole scene where she killed uh, his daughter. Supposedly, I was right. like, "Oh yeah, that's that's what's that's the daughter." It's pretty obvious, but yeah. I, it took me a while. Like I was like sitting there, I was like, "Is it just going to be no one, or it has to be someone?" And then there was mm -hmm. the point where they were talking about Black Widow's mom. And they're like, she died, and no one knows what happened to her. And I was like, 
oh god is it going to be black widow's mom as taskmaster yeah and i don't then, know if that would have hit as um strongly yeah. as like yeah character. i was yeah yeah i was sitting there and it wasn't until like after that thought like in my head i was like oh it's drakov's daughter and like I, it took me a bit so yeah i i my brain wasn't like that's where it was it was not going there basically when um they re- did the reveal i was like oh that makes sense like you know, i was like i was like not like caught off guard in, in like like a strong way i was just like oh that makes sense cool okay yeah. that's and not taskmaster in like the way that we know but yeah that's this is taskmaster for this film like i'm okay with that i accept that um yeah and like, the, and- you go nothing i was just gonna say in the actress uh or olga korylenko i believe is her name she's a ukrainian actress and uh she was in uh quantum assault another bond movie but she was in oblivion Hmm. and she's been in a bunch of cool little things and just yeah i was when they took off the mask i was like oh shit it's her it was like they stealth casted her so that was there you go it was a little cool to me um all right, and so um, basically they do the whole fight thing. Uh, yeah, they uh, find out that there's a whole world of Black Widows that are mind-controlled. They can do whatever. Black Widow stops this plan um, without going into the nitty-gritty of it. She wins. Um, she wins. All the mind-control uh... Black Widows attack her, and then they are de-mind-controlled. Um, Red Guardian is duking it out with uh taskmaster taskmaster thank you uh it's been a while um and then uh the base explodes after uh the program's deleted uh drakov is killed violently and then black widow jumps off of the uh the helicarrier thing saves her and then she fights mid-air with taskmaster on the way down pulling some literal Spider-Man moves, and she has no superpowers at all. She somehow gets to the ground safely. Then she uh, de-brainwashes Taskmaster, and then they they end the movie. Yeah. That's that's it's you're not far (laughs) off is the thing. Like, they kind of just run out of time. Yeah. And they're just like, and there's like a, I don't know if you guys felt this, but like, I was like, but where's the scene where uh, she escapes from Thunderbolt Ross here? Like, like Gosh, I know we're meant, she meant just to disappears. assume. Just... She uses her um, secret spy ability to uh, throw a smoke bomb and she just zips out of there. Probably. I was, I was sitting there. I was like, okay. This is going to be like either a final discussion or this is going to be something and that's how it's going to end. But no, then they just cut to and they're like filling in the gap of like how she got her look for Infinity War. Oh, yeah. She goes and meets that guy that we haven't seen since the beginning of the movie. And he's like, hey, flirtily, like I'm your friend and I hooked you up with this uh, this thing. And it pans over and it's an Avengers Quinjet. And so basically it was like, oh, yeah, I just called captain america actually and he came to pick you up so you can go do the thing that's how it came off that's not what actually happened but you know yeah. whatever um then i we... think i think they they retcon it that she was the one that started mm. the uh the whole plan okay. to do a secret avengers oh there you go 
Yeah. It was her the whole time. Uh, it was her the whole time. Okay, and then the movie ends, and then the credits roll, and then the uh, post credit scene plays, and it's and we uh, just... new Black Widow in front of, uh, who has a dog now, uh, like she always wanted. And she pulls it's up. It's named Fanny after, after a code pass- name. Yeah, after the passport name that that uh, guy who shows up in two scenes gives her. Um, yeah. What was I and, saying? Oh, she stands in uh, front of her sister's grave and she's like, oh, I'm sad. My sister is dead from space and there's no body to bury here, actually. So it's actually an empty grave, which I mean, doesn't like that doesn't mean anything. But then literally they show a wide shot. There's literally no possible way that she could be there. And then off screen, off camera, blowing her nose is um, Elaine from Seinfeld. And she has returned to be like, hey, I got a job for you. You got to kill this guy. And uh, I know you'll take it because it's him, the guy responsible for killing your sister. And And, it's Hawkeye. And it's uh, Hawkeye. And I was like, immediately, I was like, oh, cool. I'm glad they're advertising their Disney Plus show right here in this film. Yeah. Well, I mean, every, like, post-credit scene usually ends up being like that. And watch the next thing. Yeah, no, for sure. I was not... I I was just more bothered that um, it just felt like, oh, that was the weirdest thing, like, tonally of the whole film. I thought it was, like, super consistent. And then this scene felt like none of the film mattered because it was all just to get this new character to this plotline for this Disney Plus show. That's how... Like, that's that's what I took... That's how it came... That's how it came off to me. It wasn't that the film was bad in any way. It just felt like we needed to do this film so we can justify this character for here. And that's how I felt. That's how I felt when Captain Marvel showed up at the third act of Endgame. That's how I, that's, that's like literally how I felt about it personally. Um, Okay. So it's not that it was bad. It's just that it hit me in a way that I, that my personal tastes aren't, uh, don't align to basically. So, and that's all I have to say about that. So you guys final thoughts and we'll wrap this uh, three hour podcast up. Uh, I liked it. Let's wrap it up. (laughs) (laughs) Aaron. Yeah. 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 Okay, thanks for being on. Uh, thanks for anyone who tuned in and is listening to the podcast version of this. Uh, well, the audio-only podcast version of this. You couldn't see me doing the hand sign for a telephone. Anyway, uh, we will be back 11 a.m. Eastern Time on Friday for another session of Final Fantasy IX. Please tune in at uh, Twitch TV, uh, twitch.tv slash uh, Echo Screen Pod, where uh, we will be doing that thing. And... Uh, You'll be hearing hilarious voice acting from all three of us. Uh, If you already think our voices are funny, just imagine if we made them even more hilarious. Uh, Yeah, hopefully we'll have a longer uh, episode than we did on this past Monday's stream. Uh, Who knows? Uh, Mondays and Fridays at 11 a.m. Eastern. Tune in for Final Fantasy IX. That's our current game. And then Wednesdays for our podcast, 2 p.m. Eastern. Uh, That was episode 60. Thanks, Aaron. Thanks, Rob. And we will catch you on Friday. Follow us on uh, all our socials. Link down below. Catch you later. Bye. See See you guys. guys.